0: Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome to The Sideline Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. What's going on, Walker and Jay?
1: All is well, all is well. Looking forward to another great one
2: yeah, everything's good. Everything's good. We got a lot of fun stuff to talk about, so I'm looking forward to it.
0: Jay, you sure you got a lot of fun stuff to talk about? I think
2: so, Britt. I think so. I think we got some good topics tonight, so, <laughs> you know, everything's good. I was looking for my Phillies hat. I don't know what I did with it because I thought maybe we could talk a little baseball at night <laughs> instead You're of you a know, fan. yeah, Britt, I'm a Phillies fan. I got me a Phillies hat last time I was home. I know it's their second in the division right now, get, getting ready to make that playoff push. So um, I was going to no real I was gonna try to divert, divert
1: <laughs>
0: some
2: attention. Try to get on your good side.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all right, Jay, because we ain't going to start off with that. Just We're going to save that one for later. We're going to save that one for later. But How's this nice weather going for you guys? It's getting cold out here. I know we talked about it prior, but my allergies is going crazy right now. I just sneezed like eight times before right before we came on here.
2: You young people and your allergies. I think I, know, I right? think I missed that. I don't I yeah. don't have any allergies at all. I'm right along with you, Jay. I think I'm <laughs> past that stage, yeah. Yeah, past that stage.
0: <laughs> Are y'all immune to allergies or something? Yeah, that's, a, anyway. that's
2: a young people thing, I think. I don't,
0: I don't <laughs> but anyway, you guys ready to talk some sports?
2: Let's, Let's
1: do, it.
3: do
0: it. All right, Jay. I'm gonna let you breathe for a little bit because what we gotta start <clears> with is we're gonna start with the NFL, but these Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins completely destroyed the dominated. I don't know what else to say. The Denver Broncos. <clears throat> And the college score 70 to 21. Was this game more about the dolphins? How good the dolphins are, or is it more about how bad the Broncos are? Jam, I'm gonna come to you first.
2: You know, if, I, if it's probably a combination of both, Britt, but if I had to choose, I, I would say it's it's more about how good I think the dolphins are and how good I think the dolphins can be. Look, their offense, I mean, they're not going to go out and probably score 70 again, but I do think that offense is going to score a lot of points this year. I mean, they just have weapons all over the field. And they're not just weapons, but they're, all their guys are really fast, which makes it really, really difficult on the defense to be able to stop everyone. And then when you have a guy like Tua, who who is an extremely accurate passer, uh, and he's getting rid of the ball quickly. I think they were saying, like, he's throwing the ball within two seconds, so the rush is not having a chance to get to him. That That's a hard combination to deal with. So, obviously, the Broncos help them turning the ball over and things like that. But, man, I think this Dolphins offense is dynamic. The way they're calling plays and scheming things up, they're, they're going to be a headache for a lot of teams uh, this year for sure. Hey,
0: Mark, what are your thoughts on this?
2: Yeah,
1: I have to agree with Jay. I think this is—I think this is what we expected to see with the Dolphins. You know, if a, with a healthy Tua, you know, and, and Jay mentioned the two-second mm-hmm. release, and I think that has a lot to do with his his past injuries and his concussions, because the quicker he gets, you know, rid of that ball. The, the less the chances uh, that he'll, you know, he'll get hit and, you know, you know, he'll go down with an injury. Um, I think uh, Mike McDaniels, uh, the head coach there and the play caller there, I think he put that into, you know, uh, you know, put that into his head and wants to design those particular plays. And like mentioned, uh, like Jay mentioned, they have those uh, those weapons. You just put those ball, the, the guys uh, the, the ball in those guys' hands early, and then they can, they can turn it into to yak yards. Similar to what the 49ers do, where Mike McDaniels comes from, he comes from that Kyle Shanahan-type of offense. So mm-hmm. that's what they like to do. You get the ball to your playmakers quick, and then you allow them to do what they do best, and that's what they did. But... Um, yeah, but, you know, you know, you got to put some blame. You can't shy away from uh, the Denver Broncos, but we'll talk about them in a little bit, I'm sure. But, yeah, yeah, but the Broncos, I think it was more as a combination of both, but, like, I'm with Jay on this one. I think you give have to give more credit to the Dolphins than you do or discredit to the uh, to the Broncos.
0: Yeah, I, you absolutely have to give credit to the Dolphins, but the Dolphins are not going to run up to score 70 points on every single team. Let's be real. Um, I think their first two games was the Chargers and the Patriots. Um, So I would like to see them go up a little bit more stiffer competition. But I really think this is more about, we all already know how good the Dolphins are. They were that good last year um, prior to the injury of Tua. Um, But this Broncos is a worrisome team. Like they are that bad. And I don't know if it's, They just don't believe in Russell. They don't believe in Sean Payton yet. I'm not exactly sure what's going on, but this team is not gelling or what you would like for them to be, where you would like for them to be at this moment. They've been together for a while now. You think about this team has been together for a while now. Mm -hmm. Russell's been there for what? Last year was his first year. Everybody else on the offensive defense, for the most part, has been together for a while. So I, I think the Broncos are just... They're just not a good team at all. Like they're that bad, but for you to win seventy points, seventy—that's just like that's just effort. That, like that's just when you ain't putting no effort in. And I understand how fast and how speedy the Dolphins are, and they got speed all across the dag on team on on both sides of the ball. But come on, that that just looked pitiful. It was just like a professional team went up against somebody's elementary school team when they just started out playing football. It was just that bad.
1: Yeah, and they didn't even kick a field goal. That's, just, that's the scary part about it.
3: Yeah, They didn't
2: kick a field goal. Yeah. And, and you could tell, like, toward the late third and throughout the fourth quarter, Denver didn't want, like, mm-hmm. defensively, they didn't want any part of that. No, I mean, no. Kind of. Some of those, the, the holes that some of those backs were running through. Yeah no resistance at all. So there was definitely some quit (laughs) that happened on on Sunday as well. And And the scary
1: part about it, I'm sorry, Britt, the scary part about it is that's the strength of their team, their defense, because it's generally the offense in the last two years, at least since Russ has been there, it's been Mm -hmm. nostalgic. Um, But the the defense has been their, their strong suit. They're usually in like in a tight game, you know, 16, 17, 17, 16 game, Twenty to nineteen, those type of games. Mm-hmm. But when you see that, it's kind of like the, the defense was like, you know what, you know, if you're not going to play offense, then you know we're not going to play. Like to mention, you know, to Jay's point is that there was some quit there, and I, I think that the defense kind of tried to kind of made a point or just sent a uh, message to the offense, like we're not stepping up, we're not going to sit there and keep us in games if you can't win in for us.
0: Yes, and and the sad part about it was head coach Mike McDaniels was just like, I had enough of this. They could have broke the record. They could have broke the record yeah. at the end, but he was just like, you know what, I had enough of this. Let's just end this game going to the locker room. Mm-hmm. They scored 70 points. They could have got 73, by, I believe, by kicking the field goal. He was mm-hmm. like, no, let's just end this game now. Like, come on. Um, but my other question to you guys is, are the Dolphins the best team? Do you think the Dolphins are the best team in the AFC as of right now? Jam, I'm gonna come to you first on this.
2: Yeah, I mean, to me, it'd be it'd be hard to find a team that I that I think is better than they mm-hmm. are. Um, you know, and, and and the way that football is being played now, uh, everything is skewed toward the offense, right? So who who in the AFC would you say has a better offense than they do? I, I don't think there's anyone. So mm-hmm. they're, they're going to score a lot of points every single week. And if their defense can just play complimentary football, you know, right. get some stops right. here and there, right. mm-hmm. they're going to be really hard to beat. And obviously it goes without saying, if they can keep Tua healthy. So if I think if they can keep him healthy at all, and all, and guys, they played that game on Sunday without Jalen Waddle. I mean, yeah. can you imagine if right. he was out there? So mm-hmm. yeah, Britt, I do think at least for right now, after a few weeks, they're, they're the best team in the AFC to me.
0: Yeah, I think I'm a little indifferent about it right now. I know right now everybody's like, oh, they're the best team. They scored 70 points on a Denver Broncos team. But again, it is a Denver Broncos team. Um, I know it's the NFL yeah. and that's incredible, but it's one week, um, guys. It's exciting. It's fun. I know people want to see teams score at a high level like this, but again, it's one week. Let's see. I think they have the Bills next, I believe. Yeah, Let's see be- how they play against the Bills before, before I dubbed them the best team as the AFC um, because they were talented last year um, prior to the injury of Tua. I understand that, but, even if they had to last year, I don't think they would have beat the Chiefs in the playoffs last year. Can they beat the Chiefs? I know the Chiefs, you know, they lost uh, uh, Eric bien Um, uh, They lost a couple other players. But they still got Patty Mahomes over there. They still have Travis Kelsey over there. And Chris Jones came back on the defensive side. And those are the leaders. Um, and they're going to pride themselves on saying, hey, if we go up against this team, We going to do everything we can to beat them up we don't care about speed or not and they'll play with their young guys in the secondary they do not care so i'm not going to give them that title just yet i need to see a little bit more from them because again we are only in week three so i'm not about to jump on the all dolphins bandwagon right now um so let me see a little bit more stem for competition a couple more weeks and then i'll come back to that question but k walk your thoughts
1: yeah i mean best team, I don't think they're the best team. I just they are playing probably the best ball right now. Right. Um, you know for, for sure. Um I still can't give that I still can't take it away from the Chiefs. As I know the Chiefs started off, you know, 0-1, you know, with, uh, that that loss to the Lions. Um, but it's like you mentioned Britt, it's week three. Uh, you can't put that title on on them just yet, a little early. Mm-hmm. But I obviously, to use Jay's term, but you know, we're right now we're a prisoner of the moment. So it's still <laughs> Jay's term. Yeah. So um, yeah, so yeah, they look great putting seventy points off uh, on the board makes you look like the best team, and you know, in, in either conference or just in the league. So um, I'm going to say. Not yet. i still going to give give the title right now to the Chiefs because, like Ric Flair says, um, to beat a man you got to beat the man, and, and so, <laughs> and so you beat the Chiefs, so you know, you're not the best team. So I, I'm go- I'm going to hold off on that along with you, Brent.
0: So, quick question before we go into our next uh, uh, topic here, and this wasn't on the list. So I'm kind of just thinking of it. your thoughts. Because Sean Payton came out, he said a lot prior to the beginning of the season. He yeah. came at coaches, he came at players. What are your thoughts on Sean Payton at this particular moment after this embarrassing loss? K walk, I'm gonna start with you.
1: Yeah, I think you you have to be. PO'd if if you're showing Peyton because it's it's nothing is going according to plan. And he, like you mentioned, Brett, he called out a lot of people and he he came in here expecting to, to, to turn things around. He expected a different Russ. He expected the Russ that he saw the in in uh, in Seattle. Um, we still haven't really seen that, he, even though he did have an OK season last week, meaning uh, Russell Wilson. And when, with that defense, you expected with Sean Payton and, and Russell Wilson that combination, that collaboration, if you will, um, you expected to take off and just at least complement the uh, the defense a little bit, uh, a little bit better. And they haven't done that. And they just haven't done that. And then you start to point fingers. Is it Russ? You got two different coaches. You got the same quarterback so the common denominator is Russell Wilson what do you do with him do you make that move Does Sean Payton make that move but I I'm thinking you know he he's hot man you know he is hotter than a Florida summer day and you know to be honest with you i <laughs> uh, you know then uh you know and and I don't know if he goes back to the drawing board does he have to make a uh you know um executive decision does he have to make a statement by you know Maybe does he bench Russ? Does he bench Russ? Is that on Russ? He has to make a move somewhere to set an example like, listen, this is not what I do here. This is not how I coach. I won a Super Bowl in New Orleans and it's just not going to fly here. They expect me to to come in here and do the same thing and I expect the same thing. So um, yeah, he's definitely PO for sure.
0: Jay, I have a little bit different question for you. So Russell Wilson, um, is this – a product. I don't. I don't want to say product, but is this a situation where he was better off with a good coach and Pete Carroll, who understood how to play him? Uh, you know, based off his skill set, and maybe these coaches in Denver can't figure out. Rush yet, like, what are your thoughts on that? Because it's not clicking in Denver.
2: Yeah, it, it's a good question, Britt. I mean, I think there's a couple things. Like, number one, may maybe Russ is cooked. Like, I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not saying I believe it, but I'm saying maybe maybe mm-hmm. Rush just doesn't have it anymore. So I think that is a possibility. I'm not saying that it's true. I think it's worth. Putting out there on the table. The other thing with Sean Payton, though, I mean, these guys have only been together for three games, right? So I think, in the same way, we don't want to get the prisoners of the moment uh, with with the way the Dolphins scored. I think, you know, I think we can give Russ and Payton a little bit of time to see if they can figure things out. Um, but I think it'll be interesting to hear what our guest has to say as well about right. this topic. So I think I just heard Brandon log in or getting logged in. So it'll be interesting to hear what he has to say.
0: Yeah. So yes, welcome our friend, our well, K Walks, long, <laughs> long <time laughs> and our new friend, Brandon Crystal Denver Broncos Insider, also from KOA ninety four point one FM. What's going on, Brandon? How are you? Good,
4: Good guys, going on? and and just so you don't think I'm i've created some virtual background i'm actually at the football stadium right now yeah. at Empower powerfield at mile high <laughs> okay. uh, for an event that my wife's company was doing that nice. uh, i was i was helping out with a little bit and so thought it'd Pretty make cool. for a, a nice backdrop to have the Indeed. new scoreboard and you know they spent a hundred million dollars renovating this stadium and that's one of the additions we'll see if there's a new stadium with new owners at some point but they have a, a long lease with the stadium management company mm-hmm. so i'm not gonna get you into the weeds on that but a new stadium may be in the works at some point, which means the Super Bowl will come to Denver, or maybe they'll put a roof on this thing or a canopy. But, uh, yeah, obviously that's not the focus right now. It's how do they, how do they bounce back from a 50-point beat down, a 70-20 to 20 loss, a historic day that, that was not great here in Broncos country.
2: Yeah, man. Um, I guess really, Brandon, the, the question is, like, are the Dolphins that good? Are the Broncos that bad? Is it a combination of both? Just Just your thoughts on the whole
4: situation. It's hard to say the Broncos aren't bad, right? But this is a team that easily could be 2 and 1. Let's just assume the Dolphins are better regardless of how you want to rank them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They had the Raiders beaten and blew that. They had Washington, they were up 21-3 against the Commanders, they blew that. Now nobody thinks those are great teams either, but but that could could get you to 2 and 1. They and we're jumping past the we're jumping past the Dolphins for a second. They're going to Chicago this weekend. We don't think the Bears are very good. So they could be one and three. And then they get the Jets without Aaron Rodgers. As of now, still Zach Wilson here the following week. So they could go from 0 and three to 2 and three real quick. Mm -hmm. Looking at that game the other day, there there were obviously a a few things that just didn't go their way. They didn't have Justin Simmons. And even though you take Jalen Waddell out as well, Justin Simmons is the key to their back end of their defense. And from the get-go, when Tyreek Hill's running wide open on that very first touchdown, yeah. we know Tyreek Hill can get open. He's done that plenty against every team, and certainly the Broncos his entire career. But usually it's not before the ball's in the air that he's <laughs> 30 yards away from the nearest defender. And you can Bron- see where there was right. a coverage breakdown off the jump. And, you know, then it's all of a sudden it's 14 nothing. then it's 14-7. Then it's 21-7, the Broncos come down, and instead of getting a touchdown, it gets called off, it's 21-10. They get a turnover and can't turn that into points. And then they're able to, to score just before the half and they get the ball at halftime. Can't do anything with it. But the game was, and they were obviously down 35, 10 at the half or 35, 10, 35, 13, whatever it was, but they were in, you know, a realistic, I guess, margin of, of, of an over, you know, overcoming a, or, or creating a comeback potentially. Right. We know that yeah. the dolphins never let up, but then it just kind of snowballed. And so, you know, there's plenty of people that want Vance Joseph fired. defensive coordinator it doesn't make a lot of sense for your Mm -hmm. locker room if you're going to fire a coach three weeks in that doesn't have something off field going on we saw where the bears defense coordinator stepped away right and sean payton's the guy that hired him and sean payton signs off on the game plan and if you hear kareem jackson who's been in the league forever uh, josie jewel alex singleton all these vets say the the plan was sound they didn't execute it so then that goes back on the players and i'm sure you guys have seen that picture of eight or nine Broncos spread out across the field, laying there as, as (laughs) Devin. And I believe he wants to go by HN now. They had his name wrong. Corrected (laughs) everyone. Devin HN just, you know, cruising down the field. So I don't know if the Broncos are as bad as they appear. I do think the dolphins are really good. We know in the coming weeks, they're obviously going to have some tests. And, you know, I was looking at that game with the chiefs. I thought it was at Arrowhead because the chiefs were the home game. Then I realized that game's in Germany. So yeah. I wonder, I wonder mm-hmm. if that oh, game were wow. in America, what the ticket would be. But it's obviously going to be expensive there. So, the Dolphins are really good, and Mike McDaniel's a hell of a coach, and Tua healthy and clean, being yeah. able to do all the you know all the stuff pre-snap with all the motions. Mm-hmm. They're really, really talented and should be in the mix at the end. But I'm not ready to just hand them the Lombardi Trophy and right. say they're going undefeated. And you guys have all been part, and certainly seen where things get away and teams. You know the idea that they quit. It's like. I'm not saying that they didn't kind of give up on the day, but I don't know if that means, Hey, we're done with right. this coaching staff right. and we're done with the season. It's right. Look, I've got another game to play next week. What's the point of potentially getting hurt here, which is kind of crappy for, for fans, I guess. But if you lose 23, 20 or lose 70 to 20, it still counts as, as one loss. Like one yeah. Loss, right? yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah. And, and just, and I know Brandon, when you've been on before, we talked a lot about Russell Wilson and, and, you know, just everything about Russ how have you think he's played these first three weeks? Kind of what's your evaluation on him?
4: Well, the turnovers against Washington ended up being the difference in the game, right? A fumble where he's kind of sets the ball mm-hmm. or the ball's kind of coming out. It looked like he almost laid it down like we've seen players do when they know or think they're down. But then he has the interception. And honestly, either of those turnovers, they go the other way or, or they don't occur. Or they probably win the game. He's been pretty consistent with his decision making. There's a couple times you're like, oh, I'm not sure I would have. Fire that in there and gotten lucky like all quarterbacks do. I think where they try to squeeze it into tight windows or double and triple coverage. But Sean Payton is a hell of a coach and lost in that, in that drubbing the other day was there's some really good play design and play calls against a good Vic Fangio defense with good pieces that hardly got any pass rush. Now the Broncos got even Mm -hmm. less, Um, not that they needed it when they're ripping off 10 yards per play, but uh, I'm not saying the Broncos didn't need it. Not that the dolphins needed to pass protect. It didn't matter. But so, Uh, It feels like Sean and Sean keeps talking about it's a race to week four. And he just has it in his mind that once you get to week four, you kind of have an idea of what your team looks like. (laughs) And his numbers in September. Now, Sean Payton doesn't have a lot of down months, but September has been his worst coaching month statistically. Then in October, he wins 70% of his games. We mentioned Bears and Jets. That could be 100% right there. Then two of the next three are against the Chiefs with the Packers sandwiched in the middle here. Um, a Chiefs game Thursday night there uh-huh. never an easy time and they certainly in, in this era haven't beaten the Chiefs in forever and then the Chiefs coming in on October 29th so five games in October even if it gets to 60% that's certainly better than where they are but that would also right. put you at potentially two and five so I, I just think that Sean is getting the most out of Russ now. There's probably another gear that can be unlocked when they're really on the same page. Yeah. And Jerry Judy's fully healthy, and Marvin Mims is unleashed. Javante Williams looks healthy. They're just not able to run the ball consistently. And then when you're this far behind, like they have been, certainly in, in the last game, and and they just didn't stay committed running against the Raiders, <laughs> against Washington. Russ had the the bulk of the the rushing yards, but Javante Williams looks like he did before he got hurt, and he's. Making guys miss. It, you know, that first contact, he's making guys miss. So he didn't have that top-end speed like those Miami track stars. But it feels like everyone's ready to get Caleb Williams here, which would be cool. means you're going to have to go mm-hmm. in 17 to do it. <laughs> right. And, uh, and, and, and that's all well and good. And Sean Payton just doesn't have that in him. None of these guys right? Do, right? We saw right. Arizona right. beat the Cowboys the other day. Yep. Players right. don't know how to lose. I mean, they can lose by – you can play a bunch of young players and you can play the wrong mm. players. But – but coaches aren't gonna, and Sean Payton certainly isn't in a hurry to to tank for Caleb Williams, especially because right. moving on from Russ that isn't a trade crushes their salary cap. And that yep. means not only is Russ gone, Justin Simmons, Garrett Bowles, Cortland Sutton, Randy Gregory, yep. and all those guys may be gone anyway, but you want it to be on your terms, not because you're forced to based Correct. on the financial, yep. the financial constraints of an eighty-two million dollar debt cap number next year if they were to move on from Russ.
1: Yeah. Go ahead, Walt. Yeah, so your your vibe, man. I, I see you uh you know interviewing uh Coach Payton, man. When you're asking him a question and you know, what kind of vibe are you getting from him? I know he's frustrated. Anybody in that situation would be frustrated, but overall, what is what do you feel are you getting from from Sean Payton about this team
4: at this point? Well, the the sense you get from Sean and talking to people even as they were going through the hiring process and talking to different coaches. And we know they like Jim Harbaugh. We heard they like D'Amico Ryan's and all those things may be true, but they did also like Sean Payton. Sean Payton is not lacking for confidence. And when you win as much as, as he did, and when you were a hall of fame type quarterback in college, right? He's one of two numbers retired at Eastern Illinois. He's told us he and Tony Romo, Jimmy, Jimmy G will be Jimmy third, G, I'm not really Jimmy sure. <laughs> I'm, not sure what I'm not sure what they're waiting for. Right? Like, I don't know what it takes to get into the Eastern <laughs> Illinois Hall of Fame. I, I don't know how many years out of school. Uh, but at some point, Jimmy G will be there too. So I, I'm just saying, we all have come across guys that have that have played quarterback and carried themselves as quarterbacks throughout life. And Sean Payton's certainly on that list, right? And when you win as much as he did, it helped that he had Drew Brees all those years and a lot of good players, mm-hmm. but he was a big key in finding a lot of those players. And he spent a lot of time around Bill Parcells. And I think picked up by osmosis, some confidence that Bill Parcells can instill in you. If you, if you go about things the right way. And so you can sense the frustration and, and there are certain reporters, I think that get under Sean's skin a little more easily yeah, unintentionally, absolutely. just by the way they, they ask questions and it's happened. It happened in the preseason game and it happened again the other day with the same guy. And right. okay, I'm not the best person to ask for a couple of reasons. You know, I always ask questions that are interesting to me. I work for the Broncos flagship. So All I'm right. not gonna say, Hey, are you gonna fire Vance Joseph? I'm not I'm not yeah, saying yeah, right, right. I, I'm opposed to asking that. But the question, you know, you saw soften and say, Are you making any changes? And that's what the first reporter on his conference call yesterday did say, Hey, are you making any changes? I'm I'm just saying, so there's that the way I'm kind of wired in general. I've never wanted to call for someone's job. And then gotcha. two, I've known Sean Payton, which I think I mentioned to you guys just mm-hmm. in passing. I met him at the final four and helped him out with something and have had his number and would run into him at the combine or run into him at in owner's meetings. I ran into a bunch of nuggets, playoff games, you know, as he was sitting next to Russell Wilson courtside, he wanted it to be known. He's like, Hey, can you get it out there? We, cause I saw him just in the hallway. I was like, Oh, it's cool that you and Russ are getting to talk. He's like, I'm on a date night. And his wife starts laughing. He's like, that's a coincidence. Russ has those two seats and I have these two seats. And I was like, okay, okay. So, you know, it's, it's that. So that being said, his frustration is just that the team, he, he, every coach in the NFL and every player in the NFL knows how hard wins are to come by. And so the fact that they let two slip away Sunday, notwithstanding that they should be sitting here two and one, trying to figure out how to get right. to three and one and four and one before they play the chiefs. That I think is what's eating at them more than all the little things that, you know, something here, something there, like we talked about the, the turnovers or a play. You know, they also lead the league as Kevin Harlan pointed out on the TV broadcast in defensive penalties. And that didn't change on Sunday. And, yeah. and five of them have come on third down when they would have gotten off the field. A couple of yeah. them were on sportsman likes, you know, a couple on Cream Jackson that came with fines, one with an ejection early in the game against yeah. Washington. And that changes things, too. So things like that will eat at a coach. Pre-snap penalties, things where your defense has done what they've needed to do, and then a penalty keeps you on the field. Those eat at coaches, those little things, you just need to change those habits. And that's kind yeah. of what he's focused on is – Changing those things, they were 29th in pre-snap penalties last year on both sides of the ball, wow. so he's talked about that. And then learning how to win, right? The Broncos know yeah. how to lose in recent years. They need to learn how to win again.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Now, sure. is, is, it, is it safe to say that Russell Wilson is done kissing babies? Is, is he kissing <laughs> babies
4: anymore? <laughs> well, that's, look, that's the thing. And, and whenever there's, you know, they'll bring by Make-A-Wish kids and military folks and all that. Russ is still quick to say hi to all of them. Okay. But we've definitely seen less Russ on social media nothing's changed in his follower count, nor his his wife's I mean Sierra still got 33 34 million Instagram followers most of his social media posts are Bible verses and or just hey we're gonna get better you know kind of positive stuff not a lot of Russell Wilson the brand and I don't know if the brand itself is suffering. I, I wouldn't know about those numbers if he were maybe dating Taylor Swift instead of Sierra. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who like, <laughs> then we know our social media numbers would go through the roof. Those jersey yeah. yeah, sales and, and and Instagram followers and all that is it's crazy to see where those numbers are and what the right. Chiefs ratings are going to be. You know, everybody's talking about three hundred thousand
2: new followers it's for this,
4: it, it's it's nuts. And uh, they I they saw the number is even higher. Yeah, it's it's. Yeah, right. Right. They better not break up. But, like, the Chiefs are playing the Jets this week on Sunday Night Football and the Bills are playing the Dolphins, but you can't flex it. I'm like, Bills-Dolphins is going to be a good football game.
1: Yeah, for sure.
4: But NBC is going to get the most eyeballs from Swifties that just want to check out their new favorite player. There you go. There you go. Good stuff. Good stuff. All, All right, it. are we good. good on
2: are we good on Denver? Because I got to slip one Colorado coach prime yeah, question course, in here. <laughs> so I, I was listening to one of the uh, press conferences on YouTube a couple weeks ago, and I heard you were there. I heard you ask a question. I'm like, oh, that's Brandon, but obviously things didn't go well for them on Saturday. But they've been the epicenter of college football for the first few weeks. What do you think? Like, what's realistic for this team in terms of wins? I, I think maybe they could win seven if everything goes well. What are your What are your thoughts?
4: Well, Vegas had him at three and a half, and I I stupidly because I hadn't even paid attention to that. This is a few months ago. Bet my neighbor a hundred bucks that they'd make a bowl game because like, look at what Lincoln Riley did with. Bringing Justin, Caleb, just Caleb Williams, now USC had a, a, a better a better cupboard full of talent than, than CU had before Coach Prime got here. But then right. they go 3-0, and o, Vegas up that to 6.5. So they're right there where you're at, Jason, looking at, at maybe seven-ish wins. Yeah, They shouldn't beat USC. USC's the eighth-best team in the country. No. Their defense isn't as good as Oregon, mm-hmm. certainly their defensive front. Their quarterback, as good as Shadur Sanders is and may be, right now I think Caleb Williams might be better and yeah. may have even better weapons, especially with no Travis Hunter available. And so I don't think they could beat 42 to six. They're still 21 point dogs. Fox is going to be back for a third time in yeah. five weeks know, uh, for crazy. big noon kickoff uh, for the pregame show. And then the game is on, is on Fox big Fox at noon mm-hmm. Eastern at, at 10 o'clock mountain nine Pacific. They, they know the USC fans are going to tune in regardless. So they're going to stick them on at 9. A.M. You know, USC yeah. doesn't have too many 9. A.M. Games, even <laughs> though they've got that partnership with Fox and will that'll continue with the big 10 and all that. But, It's still must see TV at the same time. Dion's realistic. He's not going to Mm -hmm. talk about all their shortcomings other than we can't run the ball. And, you know, he was asked today about the players responding. He was, I want to see how my coaches respond first and they're responding great. Right. Dion's a master of a press conference. He's a hell of a salesman. And while it may not be the rock and Lil Wayne showing up every week. And I don't know if Snoop Dogg shows up this week only because USC is such a big USC fan. I don't know if you want to do that to to coach prime. But these guys are going to keep coming, right? Shannon Sharp, Stephen A. are going to do their show from here again. And oh, Lil nice. Wayne will show up again. And Drake will show up. And they'll just keep coming. So they had this kid, Bryce Underwood, in for that CSU game. And it's a night game. And you see the place rocking. he knew do nothing about Colorado, but he can see in the stadium they won a national championship, see all the All-Americans, see mm-hmm. a packed house on a Saturday night with 50,000 people, see how pretty it is in, in Boulder, Colorado, and think, okay, yeah, I could go to Ohio State and Michigan but I could also come here where Lil Wayne's going to bring us out and the rock's right. going to be on the damn sideline. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, you're not getting that at, at Ohio state and Michigan. You're getting it at the Ohio state Michigan game. When LeBron shows up, that's about it. Yeah, and so, yeah. and LeBron will be here. I'm sure Kawhi Leonard doesn't even go to Clippers games. And he, and he was at, at the <laughs> CSU game. So, they, they are definitely thin up front. And we saw that yes. Oregon exploited yeah. that. So if, if I'm coach prime and his recruiters, you know, everybody talks about the defensive coordinator that he brought over, who was a co-coordinator at Alabama, Sean mm-hmm. Kelly. He was also considered Alabama's lead recruiter. So he knew who he was taking there. Right. Uh, not just a guy to call his defense, but a guy that can help close or, or get right to the finish line and let Dion come in and close. And so we know he'll be here one more year with Shadur and Travis Hunter, but I think he's going to be here beyond that because, 12 teams get into the playoff. They're now going back to the big 12. You're still two hours from LA by airplane, two hours from Dallas, two and change from Houston, two hours from Chicago. You're on an Island. And I don't have to speak to you guys and tell you something you don't know, but being black in America can be hard. Being black in the South can be even harder. So to race to the sec, even when you're the top dog, you know, reading between the lines on some of the stuff Dion talked about when he first got here and he had never really visited Boulder. He's like, this is a beautiful place. And it is. And and he also said, and it feels safe, right? He was a target in Jackson, maybe a little bit less than one if he took a job in Tuscaloosa, but you're still a target and you still have people right. talking down to you, even if you're the highest paid employee in the state. Yeah. And if the and and to that end, if the cu you know, powers that be can get his salary eight, nine, 10, 12 million in line with Nick Sabin's and and Jim Harbaugh's and everybody, then there's no reason to leave there as long as you can keep paying the assistance right. and he can create his own kingdom here. Where he's getting Texas kids, he's getting California kids, he's getting everybody in between, he's getting all the transfer kids. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have to worry about anything else. And and your toughest competition is either my Jayhawks, maybe Oklahoma State on a given year, yeah, or or Baylor in a given year, or TCU in a given year, and you know, Utah, Arizona, Arizona State. So it, it's gonna be fascinating to see. I don't think no one wanted to see them lose like that. Certainly nobody likes the Buffs or likes right. Coach Prime. And I think mm-hmm. – and you guys might be able to speak to this. None of you guys have ties to CU. As long as they're not playing your favorite school, you're probably pulling for him most Saturdays. Yeah. And that's, I think, across the board for anyone that's our age that grew up, love it how awesome he was as a player. Yeah. So I think, that, I think that we will see him stay for a while. I think his next move isn't another college job. I don't think it's an NFL job. I just think it's something else, right? Yeah. He just okay. moves on to do – because he doesn't want to coach in the NFL. No, it's way no. too much work. And there's yeah. way too much involved, way too much scrutiny. And he, I don't think he wants to go. Florida State might be interested because they're his alma mater. Right. already kind of spurned him once and didn't even really give him a, a real interview. It was a courtesy chat, I think. Right. And and so it'll it'll be interesting to see how it unfolds. But if they can keep the money right – and he, he brings in these huge brands anyway, right? They're, he's going to be right. associated. He was already on the Affleck commercial before he got to Colorado. It's yeah. not going to change. <laughs> right, exactly. Assistants? <laughs> can there be NIL for kids? Uh, but – they obviously need help in the trenches. So mm-hmm. if I'm a tackle and I don't like where I am, or I've got a fifth year of eligibility and I'm at Minnesota or I'm at Baylor, or I'm somewhere else and can transfer and start right away. Then, then, then I'm looking at doing that. And maybe they get kids that are even younger. So they can develop them, get them ready for the pros. They also have NFL guys everywhere on the staff and TOs coming around all the time. Warren Sapp is going to join the staff next year. Like oh, when wow. you're getting coached by hall of famers. Yeah, That's, you want to be around those guys because they know what it takes to get there. Yes, the, the level of talent matters. So it's been fascinating to see. I don't expect they'll beat USC. I don't think they'll beat forty-two to six, but I do think they'll they'll show out a little better, especially because USC's D just isn't right. what Oregon's is up front. Yeah, but it, it's it's been really fun, especially in the wake of yeah. of what's going on with the Broncos. But just to have Colorado football relevant again, because you guys all remember yeah. Colorado was a national yeah. brand. Yeah. In the early nineties and Rashawn Salam and all that after championship. Twenty-two guys from that nineteen ninety championship team were all in NFL camps. All twenty-two starters were in NFL camps and a bunch played for a long, long time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. Great stuff, B. I we appreciate you coming on every time, man. And I I I know I sent it to you. And I, I had to send it to you. I had to send you the invite because of what took place, man. But yeah. um, but nonetheless, man, it's always a pleasure having you on and joining us, man. And you take
4: time out of your busy schedule to join us. That means so much to us. We appreciate it, brother.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Thank you.
4: Ha- happy to do it. Holler at me soon. Maybe the Broncos will win some games and the buffs will still be relevant. So I'll talk to <laughs> you guys soon, guys. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks, Brandon. All right.
0: Thank you all right all right guys (laughs) um (laughs) but you know what before we come back i'm actually going to hold your thoughts on that because i want to get your thoughts on colorado when we come back on the other side of break um so we're going to head into break first and then we're going to talk about colorado got brandon's thoughts and thank you again brandon for coming on um again he is the denver um denver broncos insider for koa 94.1 94.1 FM. I remembered it. What the heck? I'm getting good at this, <laughs> There you I'm go, just bro. <laughs> I'm just kidding. i <laughs> um, But guys, please, please subscribe to our YouTube channel at The Sideline Speaks. We're also on Twitter, aka X, at Sideline Speaks. We're also on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and wherever you could get your podcast. We're on there as well, The Sideline Speaks. But you are watching The Sideline Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker. Right here on Never Had a So Good Sports Media Network.
5: CampLineman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start stance, hand placement, hand separation, get offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLineman.com.
6: You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports.
0: Welcome back. Welcome back to the Sideline Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. All right, guys, now that we got Brandon's thoughts on Colorado, I want to know your thoughts on Colorado. As we know, the 3-0 Colorado, they got, they got beat pretty bad um, to Oregon, 42-6. to Are we really surprised, um, I shouldn't say really, are we surprised Colorado lost this game? K-Walk, okay, well, I'm going to start with you first because, yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, you know how I feel, but no, I'm not. I'm not surprised that they lost. I'm just surprised at the way, the fashion that they lost it. I didn't, you know, I expected to see uh, a more competitive game. To be honest with you, I know Travis Hunter was out, um, and I, I don't know how much of a difference that would have made. To be perfectly honest with you, but I'm not surprised in the outcome. I picked them to win. I picked Oregon to win. I just didn't think it was going to be that. You Know that that is, um, you know, indecisive, uh, as far as the, the score went. Um, but I think that you know, we're going to see a different, um, we're going to see a different uh, Colorado team against USC. I think, um, uh, I still think USC will win the game, I just mm-hmm. don't think it will be in the fashion that Oregon beat uh, Colorado. But, um, you know what, I'm on record saying that I, I, I'm not a prime guy, and the reason why I'm not a prime guy, ladies and gentlemen, because when I grew up prime was you know he was uh he was in the Atlanta Falcons at the time you know when the divisions were different they were in <laughs> they were in the uh the NFC West at that time against by 49ers so I didn't like him then when he got traded to the 49ers yeah I was a fan for that half a season that he was with the 49ers and of course he goes to the Cowboys so I'm not a fan there um I, you know obviously for obvious reasons but um you know prime you know I, I like Coach prime I mean you know for the most part but I just think I don't want to be that guy that's on, you know, that's a part of that hype, the bandwagon, mm-hmm. if you will. But I'm rude. I don't. I don't wish him any 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 bad luck by any stretch of the imagination. I think sometimes you just get caught up in the moment, and I don't want to be that that person because I know I've seen this before. We've seen this before. Coach Prime is going to get this thing turned around. I don't think he's going to get turned around this this year. Six games, seven games. I can see it. You know, I can see it now. Didn't see it in the beginning of the season. I had him, I think I had a three, whatever it was. But overall, I say all that to say that I think Coach Prime and those guys will get it right. They'll get it together. they will right to ship. It's only one game. They're going to they're gonna lose to USC, and it all depends on how they lose to them. It's going to tell you a lot about this team for sure.
0: Yeah, I'm not surprised that Colorado lost. Uh, it, it, they lost pretty bad. But I mean, it is understandable. You talking about Oregon's a top 10 team in college football, yeah. all of college football. And they play very well in the trenches. We all knew Colorado. Their weakest, the weakest link on the team is within those, the trenches on both sides of the football. And, and it showed, yeah, it showed yeah. very, it came up very badly. Um, Shador really had no time to do anything with the football whatsoever. Um, so, and but this is it's their first year. So, for them to start off three and zero, then go up against a powered, uh, top 10 college team who's just I don't even think it's the best team in, in college football, but they have pretty good defense. Um, to me, it's pretty impressive in their first year after going one and 11. So, they're missing their star player, and I think he was a huge loss on the defensive side of the ball. I think Travis Hunter could have potentially made somewhat of a difference because that one corner kept getting beat and he kept getting beat back that took his place um you know but hopefully Travis Hunter will be back not this week I know it was uh um something going around where Travis Hunter texts coach prime and said I'm playing I'm coming back and playing but coach prime was like no we need you to get healthy you know we're not worried about you know this game or whatnot we're worried about your career and he thinks he could be better than Prime when Prime was playing, which is incredible. So I'm not surprised that they lost, but I do agree with K-Walk. I don't think they'll lose to his fashion again. I think they'll be coached up a little bit more. Um, But like Coach Prime said, if you're gonna get me, you better get me now. Next next so many years or so, when they get through that recruiting, we just heard Brandon say they got one of the top recruiters, the top recruiter from Alabama uh, to come over to his team. So next so many years or so, The trenches are gonna get improved. Drastic. They're going
1: to get depth. Yeah. They're going to, they're going right. to recruit for depth for sure. And I don't know
2: what exactly. Jay's want to get
0: into it, but go ahead, Jim. I'm sorry. But uh, Jay, your
2: thoughts? Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you guys. I don't think any of us are surprised that they lost, but kind of what happened on Saturday was what I was hoping would not happen. I, I said right. last week, I just hope that they can be competitive and they weren't competitive. Like, you know, how sometimes you're watching a game and you can tell like right from the jump, who's going to win. You could tell really early in that game that Colorado was is not going to be able to deal with Oregon at the line of scrimmage on either side of the ball. So that makes it really, really difficult. So I, I was hoping that they could at least compete. That did not happen. Mm-hmm. I think I do agree with, with you guys and Brandon. I think they'll play better this weekend, but I still I, I don't think the game's gonna be particularly close just because USC is so powerful. Yeah. Right. Colorado can't protect protect Shador at all. So if you can't protect him, it's really hard for him to have time to even find open guys. And no Travis Hunter, Shiloh Sanders may not play either. He's dealing with some injury. today. Mm. Wow. Coach Prime said he doesn't know if Shiloh's going to be available. So yeah. if you take Shiloh out of the back end against those USC receivers, <clears throat> that could be a problem. So right. I think they're going to have another tough week. But after that, I think they have Stanford um, – arizona state so they have some winnable games coming yeah. after that to mm-hmm. make things back on track but i gotta say k walk when i was watching that game on saturday i said i said i know now what k walk was trying to say when mm-hmm. you trying to tell me last yeah. speak that, that it, it it's a, a story that didn't like they were getting all the attention they were getting yeah. all the hype i think you mm-hmm. said that mm-hmm. it was a cute story and yeah the way they were getting beat it felt like a cute story. Like yeah, it really that, did. I, said, yeah. I see what K-Walk was saying, that it's a cute story, because they were just getting pounded. Yeah. It didn't look like they should have even been on the, the field with Oregon, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just thinking, there's so many other teams in college football that have played well, that are playing really well, where I'm sure they would have liked some of that attention. But I get it. I, I get why being I mean, coach prime is who he is. It's the same thing if Peyton Manning was a head coach or Tom Brady uh-huh. was a head coach. All the attention would be on those guys just because who they are. Um, but, yeah, I think they're going to have a tough weekend this weekend, Britt. But, but going forward, hopefully they can squeeze mm-hmm. out three, maybe four more games, and then I think they can feel pretty good about what they accomplished. Yeah, yeah, but, I, I, but, but, but real really quick, like, I'm cool. sorry, Britt. Yeah, but you know what, Jay, to to that, I, even though I was saying it was a cute story,
1: you know what, Oregon started to have me started to win me over with Coach Prime because of the disrespect, some of the disrespectful things that they were yes. saying, they were doing, and saying. Yeah. You know, I was like, all right, you listen, I'm I'm not a Prime guy, but you know, some of this stuff was like, ah, you know what, I I'm, I'm a Prime guy. I'm starting a little, you know, some it's kind of like a
2: little personal, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, and,
1: right. yeah, and and it's kind of like that. I mean, that scene with Rocky for when he was fighting Drago and, and the Russians start to cheer for Rocky. You know what I mean? To, yeah. that's, that's how I felt for me. You know, Oregon made me feel that, I, you know, they were winning me over, or, or Colorado was winning me over because of what Oregon fans or fan base were doing and some of the players too.
4: You know, mm-hmm.
1: you know, all the stuff. And Coach Prime doesn't come out in disrespect. Coach comes mm-hmm. out there and he, and he he just talks with confidence and he believes. All he's saying is he believes and he does what he does after the game. He talks to talk. And he walks the wall. And then and, and people can't accept that. And I get it, it bothered me at first. But then when certain people can't take it, you know, uh, you know, they, they can't take it, and then they come back and they beat Coach Prime in a fashion, and they gotta be all big disrespectful. It started to win me, Coach Prime and that, that Colorado team started to win me over just just a little
2: bit, ladies and gentlemen. A little bit. Okay. Yeah, okay. Walk, I agree. Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff that happened, it yeah. felt it felt over the line to me. And yeah, I, I, yeah. Man, like. I get it. Like coach prime, wears his confidence in in full bloom for everyone Mm -hmm. to see, but you're right. One thing he doesn't do is you don't hear him saying anything negative about another coach. You don't hear him saying negative things about other players or other teams. And so I, I did, I didn't like the way that some of those things were handled Mm -hmm. on Saturday. It felt disrespectful. Um, but you know hey that's that's the nature of the beast you know you're that that's going yeah, exactly. to happen but yeah but no yeah. I, i'm with you 100% there yeah.
0: and the one thing i love about coach prime that you don't even see a lot of other coaches doing. when the opposing player gets hurt coach prime walks out there to make yeah. sure they're okay with their coaches or whatnot, he makes sure there's okay and you don't see a lot of other coaches mm-hmm. doing it you're like ah their team will handle that so i have a lot of respect with coach prime but y'all kind of kind of yeah. y'all kind of flowed into it for me cuz i was going to ask you do you think the opposing coaches have some sort of vendetta against coach Prime? Like what is it? Like we just talk about confidence and is it that they have this much insecurity? <laughs> and I don't want to say that to be rude wow. or anything, but that's what this, it seems like.
3: Okay. Like okay. why
0: is their confidence? Why does his confidence seem like it's threatening somebody else? I don't know if I'm using the right words mm-hmm. or not, but you kind of answered it a little bit, but Jay, if you wanted to, yeah, no, Britt, I,
2: I think it's a fair question because I, I do think that they're they're they may they may feel a little threatened, maybe a little insecure because I think you have to think like especially like say if you're a top ten program, and in the back of your mind, you got to be thinking. Not only is Coach Prime coming, but he's coming for some of my guys. Like, yeah, we, he's coming right. for the players that yeah. I'm recruiting. He, and, he might be coming for some of the players that are yeah. on my roster. So I do think there might be a little bit of fear might not be the right word, but there's got to mm-hmm. be some concern there that, okay, if this guy does start getting people to come to Colorado and he gets people to believe and now all the top recruits are going there, what's going to happen to my program. I think that's one thing. Mm -hmm. I think the other thing, though, Britt, is the attention. I think when you have schools that are, are top 10 schools and and all you heard with the, with the first three weeks was Colorado, Colorado, Coach Prime, Coach Prime. Big yeah, right. noon kickoff is there. The ESPN show is there. Like everyone was, I think on some level you might say, hey, what about us? And I think Oregon mm-hmm. went out to prove a point this week and say, hey, what about us? Which is totally fine. I just think on, on a couple other things, maybe they stepped over the line a little bit. So it's probably a combination of things.
0: Yeah. yeah it, it's, it's, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of like, okay, is it about you or is it about these kids? Cause to me it's supposed to be about these yeah. kids. Like you want to win of course for the team, but you want to also put your kids in a position where they're not only successful on the field in college, but they could then go on and mm-hmm. have successful careers, hopefully in the NFL, if that's what they want to do. It just seemed like it's come It's these coaches are making it about coach prime and coach prime is like, yes, I have the history that I have. I'm a, you know, Hall of Fame, former NFL, a uh, 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 big time player, you know. Hall I'm of Famer, a, yeah. Yeah, Hall of Famer. You know, mm-hmm. I used to play baseball as well. <laughs> oh, great, <laughs> at the baseball level as well. Um, I'm, Got confidence. I have big time charisma, because he does. He will yeah. capture people's attention for <laughs> sure. But he makes it about the kids. And he always made it about the kids. Um, he doesn't even make it about himself half the time, but K-Walk, what are your thoughts on this?
1: Yeah, I have to agree with everything you guys said. It's like that that Ajo saying they 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 hate me because they ain't me. You know what I mean? That's what it <laughs> is. That's basically <laughs> what it is. And like T.O. said, they love to hate me, and that that's what it. That's what. Uh, coach prime is he's doing it untraditionally you know he's doing it um you know like no one else has done it. And, and and like jay kind of alluded to is that these these coaches are you know are saying listen well if he's so flamboyant and he's winning mm-hmm. you know i gotta throw some negativity to, because these guys could be in the portal next year And next thing you know i'm playing against my guys that i'm playing and yeah. i'm coaching right now so you have to watch out for that so it's you know coach prime right now is starting to feel a, a phenomenon right now we all get it, that's what's going on right now and it's just it's just uh, like, like he said, get me now because, you know, because, you know, later on down the road, you know, it's going to be a different story. And, and I think that's what it is. These guys are afraid of, of mm-hmm. everything you guys mentioned of his swag, his confidence, his recruiting ability. Um, And you see all these celebrities like Brandon, like Brandon mentioned uh, earlier are starting to come. Guys that even never thought about going to Colorado. They've probably never been to Colorado before yeah. are now going <laughs> to these games. I mean, you know, like Michael Irvin went to, you know, the you, if you will, right. he's wearing Buffalo, you know, Colorado, Buffalo uh, paraphernalia. I'm like, you know, what, yes. what is that about? So yeah. so yeah, so he, he's turning guys around. So and and like, like you guys mentioned, too, again, you know, they're just he's just putting fear in these guys because he may be that guy that everybody wants. You know, he's that Pied Piper that everybody's going to to right. flow to. And I think they're all afraid of that for sure.
0: Yes. And I just want to acknowledge uh, our comment here. We have a comment from Man Down Sports. Thank you for commenting, <laughs> by the way. They say, yes, it's insecurities. They see the future and they can see that they are a dying breed of coaching and recruiting. More for like sure. prime is on the way. Mm-hmm. Prime is on the way. Let's Yeah, tell. yeah. Um, yeah and
2: I think that's a good point, Britt, because I do mm-hmm. think some of these coaches, especially some of the ones that have been around a long yeah. time, they're gonna to have to start thinking about a different way to do it. You know, we talked about it before with NIL and the transfer portal, right? But now you also factor Coach Prime into that. Yeah, they're gonna to have to step their game up. Like the yeah, same exactly. old tricks aren't yeah. gonna work. Like they're gonna to have to get creative in their approach mm-hmm. as well. So I, I, I that, definitely think that's part of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And they're gonna to have to get their own theme music too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my theme music? <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, and his son and, and Coach Prime is very, very smart. He's he's very he has his business savvy about him, yeah. um, marketing wise. So, um, he hired his son, his own, his oldest son, and he does yeah. all the social media. And You can see the benefit is, is beneficial for this, him and his program. It started at Jackson State, um, and now it's going on with going with him with Colorado. So, uh, great get point hit. Right? because he created, yeah,
1: he, he created primetime, he created exactly he created that, that, that yeah. uh, the,
0: the alter ego, if you will. I'm gonna yeah. I'm I'm say, an old school word for all these old coaches. Get hit with it. Get hit. All right? <laughs> but now we got to move on because I only got so much time, but we got to talk about this. And yes, we're going to get to it. Don't think I, I didn't forget, Jay. I did not forget. We're about to talk about it right now. His Dallas Cowboys, at least I think it's his. It's two straight years. Oh, he, oh, he took himself off. He did that. Wow. Jay did that. <laughs> he took wow. himself wow. off. No. <laughs> There is no running from <laughs> this. You're not running. You're not running. Because all that gloating last week, last two weeks, was getting on my nerves. So you're going to sit here, be on screen, and listen. <laughs> I'm not your mama. I just Shetai. had mom right. right, But uh, the Dallas Cowboys lost to the Arizona Cardinals 28-16. Hmm. My question to you guys is, after watching this game, are you concerned about Dak Prescott at this moment, or do you think it's still too early to be overly concerned? K-Walk, I'm going to come to you first.
1: Yeah, I know. I think you have to be worried about that. I think this is a type of game, like, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, if you're looking at it from a Dallas standpoint, like, you know, they had some plays here and there that, you know, that, Arizona dialed up. Dobbs you know, did a great job. A lot of teams, a lot of great defenses, um have trouble with mobile quarterbacks. That's what any right. great yeah. defense. You know, I don't yeah. care who you are, 49ers, Cowboys, Jets, whoever that mobile quarterback is the, the most difficult position to uh to 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 uh to cover. But um that doesn't take away from Dak. Dak still were they the defense still put him in a position where Dak had to you know perform well. They weren't given, they weren't doing anything, you know, spectacular. They weren't designing different types of schemes. This seemed to me, I'm not saying they were playing uh, you know base defense, but they were playing a defense where you can make adjustments there. I don't know if you could put it on Dak or you put it on Mike McCarthy or it's just a combination of both. But Dak was missing a lot of passes, man. And really? it really was he really was. And then when they realized that Dak wasn't in a rhythm, meaning the Cardinals. They started to load that box up a little bit and then, you know, took some of the pressure off of Tony. I mean, uh, to pressure Tony Pollard. I think Tony Pollard still went for over 100 yards. Mm
3: -hmm. But
1: nonetheless, um, Dak looked lost, man. Dak looked like he was seeing ghosts in in, in the terms of quarterbacks who can't really read defenses. That's the term that you use. Um, So, yeah, you got to ask yourself, when is that trigger going to be pulled? When is that going to? Because I I see it coming. I I just see it coming. Uh, who do they have this week? I think they have T- Tampa Bay. No, not Tampa Bay. Um, they, um, New England. Is it oh. New, New England? Yeah, the Patriots. The Patriots. Yeah. The Patriots. Yeah. Yes. I'm sorry, the Patriots. The Patriots. Yeah. So, and the Patriots aren't a bad team. I, no. I know they're not playing They're not a bad team. They're play. They play mm-hmm. really good on defense. And if Very you mess defense. up, you know yeah. they can. They you know they can capitalize on some of your mistakes. Mm-hmm. So. Dak has to be worried. I mean, Dak has to be um, concerned about, you know, this next game. And you know, I know you put that, you put that, that's you put that game in the past, you, you, you focus on what you did wrong and you want to correct those mistakes. I don't know if Dak can do that, man. I don't know if Dak can do that, especially with Trey Lance on the, on, you know, and on the background, and you know, Trey mm-hmm. cut his hair and all that good stuff. So he's ready to go. <laughs> and they didn't make that trade for no. They didn't make that trade for Trey yeah. Lance to be a background. Right. They did not do that. They, it was an insurance policy. And I think uh, Jerry Jones is ready to cash in on that that uh, that insurance policy for sure. If he has to, I think Dak is going to be Dak's future is going to be predicated mm-hmm. on his performance on on Sunday for sure.
0: Yeah, I see. For me, it's it's hard because, you know, as you guys know, I'm an Eagles fan. And Jalen Hurts hasn't been playing his best game up through week three. He's getting better in week three, but um, he's starting to show his old self from last year. I don't want to yeah. say old, old self, but his old self from last year. He's getting there. Dak is a little bit more confusing for me because he has some talent. But I just wonder, what does he see on the field? Because yeah, really? even that last throw that basically ended the game, that's not a miscommunication, you know, it's not, that was three Cardinals there sitting there. And I know Kaiser White kind of looked like he was going one way and he came over, but even so that's still such a tight window. You had two Cardinals sitting in back there. Um, I don't think that throw would have been, it may not have been picked off, but it definitely would have been an incomplete pass for sure. So I'm still not sure how to, Because this is not like – he's been in the league for – I feel like he kind of gets – he doesn't get an excuse a lot of times, but he kind of does sometimes um, because he has some talent there. But he's been in the league for seven, eight years now, and he's only gotten so far. It's like when it comes to playoff time, he just doesn't perform well, and it's kind of shown a little bit because the first three weeks has been a struggle on the offensive side of the ball. Defensively, we'll talk about that in a second – normally they're good (laughs) defensively normally they're good i'm just not exactly sure what dak is seeing on the field at this time primarily in the red zone because they're struggling in the red zone when he got open field all day his receivers have room to roam he could basically get the ball ball to his guys when he has the time just like any other quarterback but when he gets down in the red zone I think he just struggles a little bit more. But Jay, I'm gonna throw this over to you because this is your so-called team. Yeah. But so what are your My thoughts on? Well, you know, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> panicked. I'm not panicked, Brit, because no one,
2: no one's gonna go undefeated this year. So, you know, to, to suffer a loss, it, it's something mm. that all all teams will experience. But I will say this, Brit. I I had to write down a few things about my Cowboys. I, there's five things, Britt. Just a actually, few. I'm about to say just <laughs> a few. <laughs> there's five. There's five things that concern me, and I, I'll get to Dak in a second. But number one, the penalties, right? Because this yeah. has been a problem with the Cowboys yeah, for, years. for years. I yeah. think they had 15 penalties on on Sunday. That's yeah. coaching. So mm-hmm. that that is a concern because that will hurt you down the road. Number two, Mike McCarthy. I thought he did a bad job on the sideline with some of his decision making, chasing points late in the third quarter, going for it mm-hmm. on fourth down when he should have just took the three points. There's a lot of game left to play. I thought he made some poor decisions. Uh, number three, is you guys talked about Dak Prescott in the red zone. Um, The windows get smaller. Everything's tighter. Everything happens fast. And he's just not processing things quick enough. These are things that concern me because I don't know. if. I mean, you would think penalties could be fixed, but after three years, they're still doing it. It might just be who they are. McCarthy is who he is. Dak in the red zone. He is who he is. So these things are very concerning. Well, defensively, I think losing digs may hurt this team more than maybe we would have thought, right? Because now maybe your nickel has to play full time and maybe your dime guy has to play nickel.
3: Nickel, Maybe a
2: guy you don't really want out there has to play in dime dime. packages, you know? (laughs) So you got a bunch of guys out there playing more plays than what you really wanted. And I think maybe it inhibits some of the things that you want to call as a defensive coordinator. Cause you don't want to leave those guys playing man to man too much. So I think the injury to digs hurts as well. And then the last thing, which might be the worst is I think the Cowboys came to that game thinking that they were just going to show up and win yeah. and they weren't mentally ready to go, which again, I, I feel like you can hang some of that on coaches having your team being prepared and ready to play. So I think all those things are concerning. It's not the end of the world. I mean, I think they still have a good football team. Mm-hmm. But you, you've got – it's the NFL. Anyone can beat you on any week. So you yeah. have to show up ready to play. So it was just really disappointing that they didn't
0: do that. It's interesting how how how, how the, the song has changed all of a sudden in a, <laughs> week, in a matter yeah. of a week. You hear yeah. that,
3: K-Walk? You
2: hear yeah. that? Different. We'll see you guys in reality. Week, What was last week? Well, see, bro, that's the 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 thing about me. You know, when my team loses, I I, I come with the reality. I come with the truth. I'm not going to come out here and and make excuses for them. They were bad, and they got some things they got to get fixed. But they're still um, my team. I'm still, yeah. I'm still, here. And, but, but, oh. but, Brett, he does have that life
1: jacket on just in case he wants to jump off of that sinking ship, you know? <laughs> right. you know? Yeah, <laughs> that I, life I got right a there. life
2: jacket on under the yeah. sweatshirt. <laughs>
1: and, and I, I want to thank, hey, I want to thank the Cowboys for, uh, and the Arizona Cardinals for beating it, for beating the Cowboys because now it puts my 49ers on notice. Like, listen, we can't come up here That's and right. just, and just be, you know, lackadaisical and, and expect us just to walk through this team. But thank, thank you for the Cowboys for, uh,
2: you know performing the way you did but you know what too the other thing about that guys is i think you know, he was a fourth round pick for a reason. Like this guy was not a first round pick. He wasn't like a top five draft choice or anything like that. He was a fourth round pick. And I think had he gone somewhere else other than the Dallas Cowboys, he probably would be like an afterthought, but because Mm -hmm. he plays for the Cowboys, obviously the, the lights are so much brighter. So sometimes I think if we're expecting this guy to perform like, a first round pick. I I think there's a reason yeah. he was a fourth rounder and his ceiling is only but so high. He needs help.
0: Jay, I understand that, but they paid him like he was a first. They round did. Pick. So they did. At that point, that excuse. They did. Gone. That was seven, eight years ago. So. But I don't he
2: think, think like that changes four, like four, who, like his ceiling. Like, I don't think that changes like who he, could be as a quarterback. I think he can only be so great. I don't think his ceiling is as high as some of the other quarterbacks. But, Jay, the Cowboys are expected to go to the Super Bowl every
3: year. Right. With
0: every quarterback. single <laughs> – I don't want to hear that one. He's
2: a bus rider, K-Walk. Okay, well, he's not a bus driver. He's a bus rider. He's. He's, know. you know, He's. he ain't the driver. Well,
0: right, if he guys, is, he ain't going to win. I got a couple hmm. more questions, and then I'm going to get to the ultimate goal, and then we'll go to break. Um, And it's about this, this game. Um, Jay, I heard a lot of things that you said, um, your, your five points and you know, the one that hit home was yeah. the, uh, the Trayvon Dix. And yeah, maybe that is a huge impact. I don't know if any other team like the Cowboys can use that excuse. Um, cause if we just take a beating, we just take a beating. Right. But are you concerned about the Cowboys run defense? Because they allowed a lot of yards and it looks like if you run at Michael Parsons, he struggles a little bit more as opposed to, as opposed if it's the other way. If the Cowboys are up and they're able just to rush the passer, I feel like that's when you see the of the Cowboys. But once the reverse and teams start slowing the game down, um, they run the ball, try to get that time off, off the clock because they're up, as we've seen this previous. It looks like they're struggling a little bit against this one. Again, it's still early on. I know they drafted Mozzie Smith. Um, and if you talk to people like Skip Bayless, he thought he was the second coming of Jalen Carter. <laughs> I don't understand where that came from, but he's still a young player. Um, What are your thoughts, Jay? I'm going to have you go first, on their run defense. You know what? I, I think a lot of times run
2: defense is as much about being mentally prepared so that Mm -hmm. you can be physically tough against the run. So I think when you come into a game where you think you're Mm -hmm. just going to win by showing up, Mm -hmm. you're not mentally prepared, you start getting pushed around a little bit. I I think that does happen. I'm not going to – I think if it happens again, like if we see a couple weeks in a row where they can't stop the run, okay, that that might be a concern. I'm going to not be concerned yet because I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that they just weren't ready to play, more mm-hmm. so that they can't stop the run. But I do think it's a fair point that with guys like Micah Parsons, right, if you run right at them, I think that gives you a better chance than them running away from them and having them chasing you down from the backside. But – I still feel pretty good about this Cowboys defense. I'm going to chalk it up to them not being ready to go.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, those holes were awfully big. I, mean, I will say those holes, the running lanes are a little big. Um, but K walk, what do what are your thoughts on the Cowboys run defense? Because they allowed over, I think, over 200 and something yards.
1: Yeah, and that goes back to what I was saying about the uh, the mobile quarterback. I think a lot of mm-hmm. the stuff that they, yes. was, they were doing was um, opening those lanes because of the fact of the matter is they were also concerned about Dobbs running as yeah. well. Right. So if you don't have a mobile quarterback and you try to run against that Cowboys defense, I think you're going to see a different outcome there. So I think it was that, and I don't think they were prepared for that. Uh, I definitely don't think they would prepare for that. And and then obviously they didn't make the adjustments that they needed to make. Um, as far as going after uh, M- uh, Michael Parsons, anytime you could put two guys on him at once, it's always, you know, it, it's, it's, it's always an advantage. And you want to do that as much as you possibly can because he is, um, you know, you know, he, He's, uh, you know he creates havoc so much there so I, I just think that it was a combination of Dobbs and Connor mm-hmm. um, and that running game and when they had a great plan uh, game plan designed uh, for the Cowboys. And not only that, they did a great job of executing it as well. So yeah. I think, you, I think it had a lot to do with Dobbs running ability that put them in that situation. And they just couldn't adjust. They couldn't make the adjustments, the necessary adjustments that they needed to and it just to, to stop. And before, before they realized it it was, it was too late and it didn't mm-hmm. help that Dak, you know, it didn't help that Dak didn't have their back for sure.
0: Right. So I know this was an issue last year for the Cowboys yeah. on defense. Um now this is on film so teams going forward are going to look at this film and say hey this was an issue last year is this still an issue this year so i know dan quinn is definitely gonna have to figure something out quick um because now you're going up against ezekiel elliott the patriots they kind of like to run the ball if they can i don't know if they have necessary the stout offensive line well i mean the cardinals offensive line is just Mm -hmm. okay but offensive linemen like the run game they like to just push um, so it's going to be interesting to see. And then after that, I think we had the 49ers coming up with Christian McCaffrey. Mm. Good luck with that one. If they don't get this from game uh, situated and Debo, who is the receiver, but turns into a running back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's going to be scary. Last question before we get to ultimate goal, then we'll get to break. This team actually plays very hard. It's the Cardinals. They seem to play very, very hard. Um, they lost their first game, but then the second game, they should have beat the Giants. They should have yeah. beat the Giants. You know, I know it's the new head coach, new a lot of things going on there. And we all kind of said, we kind of just wrote them off and said, eh, they're going to tank yeah. for yeah. Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. But after this showing against the Cowboys and how physical they play and how tough they play, are we underestimating the Cardinals just a little bit? I feel like we're underestimating, maybe slightly. K-Walk, I'm gonna come to you.
1: Yeah, I am, or I did, I should say, because I, I, I don't know. My bold prediction was that the Cardinals were gonna go 0 and 17. So I'm definitely, obviously, I definitely underestimated them there, uh, for sure. But it's kind of like I mentioned on your show last week, Britt, um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, she knows sports with you and Princess is that, you know, you got to be careful of those those wounded, right. those wounded animals because they're the most dangerous animals out there. You know, um, you know, they feel like they're trapped in a corner. You know, they're going to come out fighting. They're going to try to stay alive. And a lot of people wrote them off, um, including, obviously, including myself. But uh, they, they have nothing to lose, you know, because they they don't have Kyler Murray. They don't know when he's coming back. They traded for Josh Dobbs. He came out and, and played like he played last week. Mm-hmm. Um James Conner it seems like he's really motivated the uh, the uh the the running back there from uh from they the got from Pittsburgh. And um you know there's receivers, there's no-name receivers um over there as well. The um Rondell's uh you know over there so They have nothing to lose. So you always got to be concerned about a team like that because they're just going to go out there and it's going to say, listen, we have nothing to lose. We're going to just open up everything and we're going to do whatever it takes. We don't care. We don't we're not expected to win anyway. So let's go out there and and, and see what we can do. So, yeah, we got to under you always got to underestimate a team like that. I really thought they were going to, you know, cancel the season for Caleb shut it down for Shador, <laughs> you know, whatever you want to say. <laughs> but but uh yeah but you gotta be worried about that. And, I, and I'm I'm glad again I'm glad that the Cowboys I don't know if they allowed them to beat them. I'm just glad the Cowboys mm-hmm. lost to them. So now that the 49ers can really focus on that like listen any given Sunday guys any given Sunday yep. Thursday Monday whenever you play um you're you're beatable
0: <clears throat> yeah um because I know the Eagles got a lot of slack last year because of their schedule last year. Mm-hmm. I think I think Cowboys fan now, fans now understand that you cannot um, underestimate any opponent regardless of what your schedule looks like. Because I had them as winning this game as well. So I did underestimate the Cardinals also, I have to be honest. Um, I was thoroughly yeah. impressed. I was actually thoroughly impressed by how well coached they were. Jonathan Gannon did a very well job. Now I understand Jonathan Gannon was with the Eagles the last two years. So he went up against them four times. So he is familiar with the Cowboys. But he coached some of these guys very well. Kayvon Wallace um, couldn't get on the field. Well, he did as a backup role. But Barry could get on the field when he was with the Eagles um, under under Jonathan Gannon. He goes out there and I believe he gets the interception. If yeah, uh, no, Dak only had one interception. I think he was a uh, PBU. So I was thoroughly impressed. Hollywood Brown played very well. Okay, walk. You mentioned uh, James Conner, strong back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I forgot how strong he was. Yeah. Um. I'm so used to see, seeing him in the Steelers uniform. I really forgot how well he plays the game, and I was thoroughly impressed with uh, Josh Dobbs, the quarterback. You know, he's yeah. not this all-world quarterback beater, but he did what he was supposed to do. And I was go out there, and manage the game, with <clears> the <throat> necessary throws he needed, and just make the right decisions. But Jay, your thought on the Cardinals?
2: Yeah, I think maybe we people underestimated them a little bit. Um, but I think management—I don't—I don't think don't ownership wants them winning games. Like I don't think ownership <laughs> well, wants true. them winning. Yeah. So I think Joshua Dobbs yeah. better be careful. Like he yeah. don't want to yeah. play too well, or he's going to be find himself getting out of there, or right. or he or won't back be up, playing. Or back know, out so, up. They, right. so I think they got to be careful because i think they want to lose games i think they want that first pick so they're going to do everything they can i think to put them in the toughest position possible to win football games and then too i think when you look at their schedule 49ers that's a loss Bengals are desperate that's probably a loss the rams the seahawks the Ravens, the Browns, like they got some losses coming up. So don't jinx this, Jack. So I think, you know, I don't know, Britt. I don't think mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I don't think they're going to be a very good football team. I think this is, is one of two or three wins that they might get the entire season.
0: I don't know. Yeah. They could also be very well two on one.
1: They
0: yeah. would have on
2: to that. It could yeah. be. Yeah. They could yeah. be. But
1: I, I think, you know, to the to, to Cowboys the uh to the their defense, no pun intended, Jay, um, is that I think that the, the Cardinals came out there and they just is like, oh, you know, we don't expect we're just gonna just do this. And the Cowboys just let them do what they I don't want to say let them do it, but it just it seemed like you know they just let them do what they wanted to do. And the, and the Cardinals was like, okay, oh man, we got to go out here. We can win this game. We don't really want to, but the Cowboys <laughs> aren't doing anything to stop us, you know. Yeah. You know? So yeah. you know, you know, but yeah, I'm gonna put some, I'm gonna put some of the credit, I'm gonna put more credit on the Cowboys losing that game as I am because the Cardinals winning that game.
0: Nah, I'm gonna do that. I'm with um, you there, okay. i know. You. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not I'm <laughs> not. I'm not gonna disrespect the Cardinals that way. Like, nah, no, the won't. Cowboys. I'm a, division,
1: I'm a divisional foe, so, the, the, so the, the well, Cowboys, I have uh, the Cowboys. Oh yeah.
0: All right, you are a divisional foe. Oh, so I forgot. <laughs> I, I forgot. All right, guys. Um, we're gonna go to the ultimate goal, then go to break because I'm way over my time. But oh, wow. ultimate goal for those who are watching it, I list about five, four to five uh, athletes and Jay and K-Walk will tell me who they think is the ultimate GOAT or the ultimate athlete. Sometimes it's current athletes, sometimes it's former athletes, or t- sometimes it's a combination of both, okay? So these particular athletes, is an all-female cast here, okay. all-female cast. I'm going to shout out my female athletes because we the bombdiggity.com. I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's old school, but I said what I said. All right, you guys ready? Let's All right. Let's do it. I got Jackie Joyner-Kersey, I have Mia Hamm, Mm. I have Billie Jean King, Mm. I have Simone Biles, and I have Diana Taurasi. You tell me who the you think the ultimate goal. If you need a little bit of time, let me know now and I'll just sing some Anita Baker or something while we while we waiting.
2: Go ahead and hit a little bit of that Anita for us, Britt. I want to I hear
0: that.
3: <laughs> I, thought,
1: I thought you were gonna go give me the best you got.
0: I might hit that caught in the rapture. You just don't know. But are uh, you guys ready?
3: Never.
1: Yeah, all right.
0: I think K-Rock, so. rock I'm going to come to you first. Who is your ultimate athlete out of these, I think, five five female athletes?
1: Yeah, as soon as you said her name, I immediately stopped listening to the other names, even though I know who they are. But mm-hmm. um, And that's Jackie Joyner-Kersey. I, I think what she was able to do in, in so many different events that uh, have mm-hmm. tapped all of that, what she was able to do, I think, you know, that shows to me. Uh, that proves to me what a true athlete is and able to compete and, and dominate in the fashion that she did in each and every event. Um, so she's by far, not by far, but she's definitely up there in a conversation with the, the greatest female athletes of all time. She's right up there with uh, Serena Williams. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm going to put her in that category. I, I, no disrespect to Mia Hamm, to um, Diana Tarasi to Billie Jean King and who was the other one? Uh Simone Biles. Simone Biles. Definitely no disrespect to her. Good gracious mm-hmm. what she's doing, <laughs> what she came back and did. I mean, that's that's really um that's really mm-hmm. um, amazing and impressive there. But nonetheless, Jackie Jordan kersey is always my top two in uh debated uh, the greatest female athletes of all time. So I'm going with her.
0: Jay, what are your thoughts?
2: I was all set to go with Simone Biles until K Walk started talking about Jackie Joyner Cursey. So I, I was trying, I said, yeah, K Walk's right. I, I got to go Jackie Joyner Cursey here. Just the all around, everything yeah. that she accomplished. Simone is great four yeah. gold medals, mm-hmm. one silver, two bronze. But I think that the case that K Walk made for Jackie Joyner was a little too much. I'm, I'm going to go with Jackie Joyner
0: yeah uh i was thinking mm. about it diana tarasi awesome uh basketball player mm. i don't know if she's the greatest in the history of the WNBA, but she is mm. up there she's up there with the greats um billy g king i mean how can you argue with 39 gram slam titles no like you can't and i think she had a competition against men and killed them too back yeah. in the day so i mean like come on um simone biles i mean what can i say yeah what can i say? the greatest gymnast I think of all time, and she came back and still killing it. And yeah. she's only what 26, 27 years old. And yeah. that's actually old for a gymnast. That's gymnast, the crazy right? part. It's crazy that's crazy. That's old for a gymnast her <laughs> to really come back is. and win gold. Mia Ham <laughs> is probably one of my favorite female athletes of all time. Um, she got me into the game of soccer. I'm still learning the game, but when I was younger, I went to go see her and just her dominating the game. Yeah. And I also, used to love the commercials with her and Michael Jordan as well.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, but Jackie Joyner it I mean, K Rock, you said it all that event. I can't even pronounce it. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Where you got whatever it's called. But you <laughs> yeah. gotta run, you gotta jump, you mm-hmm. gotta hurdle. It's, you have to do every event that you see yes. in track and field, and she has exceeded all of them. I actually think she has the world record, the record in points with. Whew, olympic records world championship record mm-hmm. and a world world championships and yeah. i think the world something world record in total so she has the record to this day and that was yeah. probably over 30 years ago she mm-hmm. broke these records um plus she won in a long jump as well
1: the long jump what that's you what you I'm about, yeah so that's i'm exactly. like
0: you can't argue with that so i think we all in agreement here we're going with yeah, right. jackie Joyner cursely all and right. it doesn't hurt that your sister-in-law was flojo Come on now, I know,
3: right? <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> there you go. All. Right. But
0: all right, guys, we're going to head into our next break because I'm way over time. But when we come back, <laughs> uh, Jay will take over again. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel at The Sideline Speaks. Again, we are also on Twitter, aka X, Sideline Speaks. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, and you are watching The Sideline Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network.
5: CampBlineman.com. It's an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know Our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get-offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampBlineman.com.
6: you're inside never had it so good sports radio with princess cooper tim moore david the duck riley jason collins shoshana cook Brittany jones travis mcgee eric scott and kevin walker we make it easy to talk sports
2: all right, welcome back to the Sideline Speaks. Brittany Jones, Kevin Walker, and Jason Collins. All right, guys, let's talk a couple more NFL topics, then, then we'll move on to some other things. It was a crazy week three. I mean, we, we talked about the Dolphins. Obviously, the Cowboys losing was very unexpected. Um, but, okay, Walker, well, let me start with you here. What was the most impressive win out of week three? A lot to Cardinals. choose from. But what was your most <laughs> impressive win?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we talked about the Dolphins and the Broncos, and we talked about the Cardinals and Cowboys. But I'm gonna go a different route. Right? I think the most impressive win was the uh, the Colts. Over the Ravens, uh, that yeah. overtime win 22 19. Um, um, and with Gardner Minshew there, Gardner Minshew was, is, was the uh, fill quarterback. Anthony Richardson went down with the, uh, the concussion. Uh, he was in concussion protocol. So, um, and they were in Baltimore. They were in Baltimore, and I have Baltimore. Going and uh, going far in the uh, the playoff race, yeah. and you know with a uh, rejuvenated Lamar Demetrius uh, Jackson, he has some new weapons out there, and you know that team is expected to do big things, even in arguably the best division in uh, in in the uh, in the league, and that's the AFC North. So I, I thought them beating the the Ravens in the fashion that they did took it to overtime, and the Ravens had a chance to yeah. win that game in overtime, but they just couldn't get it
2: done. So I'm going with the Colts over the uh, over the Ravens. Yeah, that that was mine as well, K. Walk. But just, so just to choose something different, I'm gonna I'll say the Bengals beating the Rams only because the Bengals were so desperate, like they yeah. had to win that football game um, on Monday night, and for them to get out of there with a win, 19 to 16. I I thought that was all, I mean, I don't want to be too dramatic and say it saved their season, but there's not a lot of teams that start zero and three and end up doing anything. So to be able to get one in the win column, I thought that was huge for the Bengals. Britt, what you
0: got? Um, Yeah. k walk. you also took mine. I thought (laughs) that was also a person. No, it's okay. (laughs) Um, But another one I had was the Texans over the Jaguars.
1: Yeah. That's Um, a good one. Oh, that's that's a good one. one. (laughs) Yep. And I was,
0: Thoroughly impressed. I mean, because I thought the Texans was gonna be maybe one in sixteen.
3: Right. <laughs> the Cardinals go yeah. 0
0: and 17, them going yeah. one in uh, <laughs> 16. But I'm thoroughly impressed with D'Amico's Ryan's as the head coach. CJ Stroud, yes, they always say I'm not school, really oh, yeah. Ohio State quarterbacks don't really translate their game, doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily translate well into the NFL, but he's been playing very well. He can and play. His, his connections so far with Tank Bell, the rookie receiver they have there, um, I didn't realize how fast he was. He a lot faster than what mm-hmm. I thought he was, but he completely outplayed Trevor Lawrence, completely outplayed Trevor Lawrence. I think he had two touchdowns over about 280 yards and so forth. So um, that to me was a very, very impressive win over the Jaguars because I thought the Jaguars would look better, play better. Granted, it's still week three, but they've been together for a while with the same yeah. coach, same yeah. coaching staff. Um, and they just look like they're struggling right now. And for them, for the Texans to say, "Hey, we're gonna come in here and we held this team to 17 points." Yeah. Remember, they have Calvin Ridley and whatnot over there now, so it's they have a way. good receiving core. They have a lot of weapons with the Jaguars, yeah. so that to me, that's very impressive.
2: No, Britt, that's a great call because when Brilliant. I was watching that game, I was thinking the same thing. Like, <laughs> super impressed with D'Amico Ryan's. I, I think they they have their guy in Houston for sure. And you know people were weren't sure about C.J. Stroud, even though he was picked yeah. really high. Yeah. I think they got themselves a good one. He he can flat out play. So I yeah that that's a great call. <laughs> um, I have one here: most disappointing loss. So I guess we got to do it. Um, K okay, walk, well, what you got for the most disappointing loss in week three? I
1: um, I'm I guess you got I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Dolphins and the Broncos. And I, no, actually, you know what? I'm, I think we're all going to do this. I'm going to go with the Cardinals over the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys losing that game, man, really tells you that, you know, they're really feeling themselves. And I and I understand that, the way that they came out the first game, 40 to nothing over the yeah. Giants, 30 to 10 over the, um, uh, over the Jets. We get that, especially with all the hype surrounded by around the Jets. But even though they didn't have Aaron Rodgers, um, you come into another team that was expected, in my opinion, to not win a game this season. Um, yeah, I think that's the most disappointing loss right there uh, for, for the Cowboys. And I, and I think they're they're going to have to shake that off. Or they're going to have to come back, and they have to win convincingly. Um, I think it's a Sunday afternoon game. I'm not sure when they play the Patriots, but they have to win convincingly because the Patriots are not. And if you don't – I already realized that. There's no pushovers uh, in good. the NFL right now. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree with you, Kate Walk, but just to choose something different. I'm going to go a little off beat. The Jets losing to the Patriots. Even though I know people probably weren't expecting them to necessarily win that game, they had their chances. Like they played well yeah. enough on defense, holding them to only 15 points. They had their chances to win. And I think what makes it even more disappointing is is they come out of this thing with so yeah. many unanswered questions. Like, their quarterback situation is a mess. Are they going to stick with him? Are they going to bring somebody? Like, what are they going to do? So I think because there's just so many questions swirling around the Jets. And I, I and the other thing, I think that locker room is just one loss away from potentially yeah. imploding. So I think the Jets need a win about as bad as any team in the league. Britt, what you got?
0: I mean, they... They don't have a quarterback, Zach Wilson. You try to give him credit for the Bills for coming in late, but
3: yeah, whew,
0: he. I don't know how he went number two, or I, I, don't. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know. That's what goes back to intangibles versus really wild with how to the play arm the talent. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> Underwear yeah. Olympics. Underwear yeah. Olympics. <laughs> exactly. I, I. I don't. But um, Jay, you probably think I'm gonna talk about the Cowboys and Cardinals. I bet you do. Um, and, and I think the Cardinals beat the Cowboys on that, but I that's feel not like the game we've I'm exhausted
2: that <laughs> topic for tonight. No, you, you, never can, exhaust it.
0: you can never exhaust that type topic because let me tell you, once the Eagles lose, he's gonna rub it all in my face, trust me. Um, uh, but no, my uh, my my game would be the Saints and the the, the I was gonna that's my honorable mention, yeah. Um, the Saints should have won that game, they had yeah. plenty of chances to win that game. They allowed the Packers to come in at the last moment and give credit to Jordan Love. He played very, very well. I understand Derek Carr got hurt, but you still have a decent backup quarterback in Jameson Wilson to uh, Winston. What am I saying? Yeah. Jameson Winston to, mm-hmm. to do well. You still have Michael Thomas and Chris Allitt. I, I can never say his last name. But you know Alave. what I'm saying? Alave. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and You should have won this game against yeah. this young Packers team and they just couldn't do it and they gave they opened the door for Jordan Love and that Packers team to win, and they took it. Yeah,
6: yeah
3: they were they were up
2: seventeen nothing at that right. point, so that was rough. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. All right, y'all. Let's move on. Let's talk a little bit of WNBA because the playoffs are in full swing right now. And you guys, your New York Liberty, um, they're in a little bit of trouble. They lost game one, got thoroughly beaten in game one. Game two is happening right now. They're down 26 to 18 early in the second quarter. Let me just take you guys' pulse on this thing. Britt, are you concerned about your Liberty? Are they in trouble? The sun looked pretty good. Might be a tough matchup for them. What are your thoughts on the Liberty right now?
0: I guess you can't win MVP and make it to the championship the same, <laughs> same year, can you? Yeah, <laughs> right. Give it to Asia.
3: Give
0: that first game was them because they were up they were up in the first game and came back and just lost a terrible game I don't know what happened things just fell apart um it could happen I know they're they're in the what second quarter right now something yeah. like that I believe um I'm, I'm a little concerned I'm a little concerned right now it's just like things it's only two games Best of three, I believe, in the WNBA. They play
2: best of five this series. Oh, it's best, best of five. One. It's, it's yeah, best yeah. of
0: five? So yeah. I'm still off of old, old, old rules. <laughs> but best of five? Okay, I'm feeling a little bit better. But uh, <laughs> at least we got another game to play. So, yeah, I need my Brianna Stewart and Sabrina to step up a little bit. And I can't think of her name right now, but Jones. Jacque
2: Jones, name. yeah.
0: Jones. Like, they're they got some great players. They just got to... Yeah. Bring it together in a playoffs. So we don't care what you do in the regular season. It's all about Seriously. playoffs. And you know the history of the Liberty. They don't do well once they get to the playoffs. Outside of the years where they had Teresa with a spoon, name is championships. Although they yeah. lost, but that's different. I, I don't know. I'm a little concerned. I am yeah, concerned. Yeah, and Connecticut's
2: really good, too. Like they Connecticut are. has a really, really good team. Um, and I K-Walk, think we struggled
0: against them in a regular season.
2: Yeah, they, it, <laughs> it could just be a matchup. Sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. you get with a team, and it's just not a great matchup for you. But, K-Walk, what say you?
1: Yeah, I'm watching the game now, man. And they're down 10 now, and Brianna uh, Brianna Stewart doesn't have any points. So that's concerning to me right now. Right. So, But if she can get going and get this and salvage the game and uh, here. Um, yeah, but to answer your question, Jay, I'm concerned right now because, you know, the sun uh, the sun has, um, tasted victory in, uh, in Liberty's house, if you will. And, uh, so they, their confidence is, is through the roof right now and they're up 10 right now. So I can only imagine, you know, how, how much uh, more confidence that they have right now, especially shutting out Brianna Stewart. Um, uh, for sure that the league's MVP, but like Brittany, uh, like Britt said, it's, you know you, that combination of MVP and championship is is rarely seen. You know, last thing mm-hmm. well, last time I remember, it's, it's MJ, but I'm just an MJ fan. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm concerned. I'm very concerned, man. My my pulse level is at a uh, if if the, the ten is the highest, it's at
2: an eleven. <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Were you guys good with uh, Stewie winning the MVP? Do you think that was the right call? No.
1: I, in my opinion, I thought Asia should have won that personally. Um, not saying because it was a jinx since like I got a combination, but I just thought that she played, she played, uh, she had a better season um, all around on both ends of the court. Um, nothing to take away from Brianna Stewart. Obviously, she's one of my favorite players on my favorite team. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I had a problem with it. I thought Asia should have won
2: it. Yeah.
0: I had Asia yeah, win it
2: too. Britt, what about
1: you? I,
0: I wonder if this is a situation where they felt like they didn't want to give her both awards both the defensive player of the year which she did win that
3: yeah
0: in the mvp and you know how politics are they get caught up in that i i personally don't like it yeah. like if, you, if she's the best defensive player give, give her that her. award if she's yeah. the best overall player be sure. give her that award yeah, so I, I, I don't you know they kind of get caught up in that they do the same thing in the nba as well it's, it's annoying so yeah. I, I don't know maybe that's how let
1: her be the first let her be the first you don't have to do it right. again but somebody
2: let her be the first to
1: do
0: yeah. it right is. yeah
3: yeah
2: yeah. All right. So we're all in agreement there. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, let's slip in one quick college football topic before we get to K walks one ticket and in and out of bounds. Cause you guys know how much I love Saturdays and the, the thing about this year guys, though, I, I think there's a lot of really good teams. I don't know that there's any team at least to me that is like super dominant. Like Georgia has been great the last two years. They almost felt unbeatable the last couple of years they don't give me that feeling this year. Like I feel like they could be had. So I think there's a bunch of good teams. I don't know if there's an elite team or at least not yet. So let me just get your top five right now, okay, Walk. Well, if you had to pick a top five, and this this I mean, our, yeah. it could be. I mean, there's a lot of teams that I think have a right to say they're a top five team in the country. Uh, but what do you have right now as your college football top five?
1: Yeah, Jay, I'm in agreement with you. I don't think there's one team out there that's just, you know, even with Georgia, as heavily favored as they is are to win yeah. a um their third championship, they haven't really Mm-mm. shown me much to say that, that they can just run away with it. They're just, yep. they're just for a conclusion. So um I, at five, I watched it, I put it in our thread. Um never had a so good sports radio thread. Washington. It's the first time I got to watch this team the uh, Saturday night, uh, late Saturday night. They are a really good team. They're fast, and Michael Penix Jr. Penix Jr. Oh my god, he, he is Kenny. Um, yeah. I mean, they're talking about Caleb Williams and talking about Shador Sanders, mm-hmm. but this dude right here, man, he you know he okay, lighted up. Yep. La- yeah. Yeah, lighted up. Uh, left-handed, kind of reminds me a little bit of Michael Vick. Uh, you know there. I don't think his arm is as strong, but, you know, you, you see some comparisons there and their entire team is this overall this fast. Um, I have USC up there talking, speaking of Caleb Williams, I have USC there uh, with Lincoln Riley and what they've done. And I think they're going to be, um, one of the, the, the most talked about teams, you know, going forward, we, we obviously we talked about them playing against Colorado this week, so we, we're definitely going to see them up close and personal. Number three, I got your Penn State and the Lions, Jay. I, I do, I, I like well, the way they play. It. No, I know you I, know ain't I know mad you not bad at all, <laughs> but um, yeah, and, and it could be very well, could be number two, but uh, I'll, I'll get to my number two, but yeah, I just. Penn State on both sides of the ball, man, they just look really good. And um, James Franklin is doing an excellent job uh, of coaching those guys, and they are confident and and looks like they have a goal set and they're looking to achieve that goal. So watch out for the Nittany Lions. Yeah, number two, I, I have the Texas Longhorns, man. Uh, I I think with Quinn Evers, at quarterback right now, they're they're looking they're looking really really good. You have seeing what they did against uh, what, Alabama, um. So they're 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 looking really good. I, I really think I really like this team. They're strong on both sides and. We Know they could put up points. Uh, number one, I'm going to go with Georgia. Uh, you know, I just think that Kirby Smart and those guys and Carson Beck, um, they're playing good enough to be number one, um, right now, even though they're, they're not looking dominant, they're looking good to be number one. But look look out for those other four teams that I just mentioned, so they're coming for those, coming for them, uh, for sure. And, um, I think I got my you know, Jay, when we played. I couldn't stay in Penn State, man, because, you know, <laughs> I, the way y'all beat us, man, y'all, y'all beat us like we stole something. But watch out for the Penn State Nittany Lions, man, uh, for sure.
2: Yeah, K-Walk, I, I love it. No Michigan, no Ohio State, no Florida State in your top five, K-Walk. <laughs> Not impressed with those victories, man. I know
1: the Florida State they won last week, but that Boston College performance kind of, and it didn't yeah. really dominate last week. Kind of, you know, you know, took me away from them. Ohio State, I mentioned, you know, uh, even though they beat Notre Dame last week in a late game, last play, a um, uh, last play there, they haven't really done it. And, and, I, and I think they should be more dominant, not just the Notre Dame game, but I don't think they should have blown out Notre Dame. But the prior games, uh, you know, they they you know, they, they were into dog fights, And yeah. so right now I'm not too impressed. And, uh, Michigan, um, they haven't really played anybody. I know Jim Harbaugh's back, but they had a, they had a, a you know, a cake cup schedule, if you will, and they weren't yep. impressive either. So yeah. between Ohio state and Michigan, you know, I think they have to step their game up there for sure.
2: Yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> disagree, man. I, I think that speaks to what we said earlier that mm-hmm. there's, I don't think there's a great team. There's a bunch no. of good teams, mm-hmm. but you're right until you actually play somebody and, and prove it on the field. It's really hard to judge who's who Brit, what
0: you got for us? Give me five. Um, <laughs> I, I ain't do my homework, guys. <laughs> be honest, but I'm gonna just throw it off the top of my head. I, I missed this one. That's my. That's on me. Um, I'm gonna go one Georgia. Um, you know, I, I kind of agree with you guys. There's yep. no team that's really like blowing me out of the water, pure dominance. Um, number two, I'm also go with Texas as well. I just think that one over Alabama to me is still. I mean, you beat Nick Saban. Yeah. <laughs> I probably should push you up to number one. So you know what? Scratch that. I'm going number one, Texas. Okay. I'm switching that around. Okay. Now, that might bite me in the... I'm not mad at it, though. Might bite myself in the mouth in a couple weeks, but that's what I'm going to go with. Um, Number
1: three... The Ohio State University.
0: No. Number three, I'm going to go with... No. Number three... I'm gonna go with, I, I like USC. I don't know. I like Caleb Williams. I like USC. They're a good team. Um, I, I don't think, I don't know. It's like, I said, it's just so tight this year. Yeah. Um, number four, I got to put Penn state up there. They've been dominating people, pure yeah. domination. So good they've been team. playing well, we very well team. on both sides of the football. Um, and number five, I feel like I can go anywhere with number five. I'm not really sure guys. Um, but I'm gonna make this quick. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go with K walk on this. I'm gonna go with Washington. I did see the one game. They were fast. They were all over the place. So I'm gonna go with Washington. No, I did not pin my Ohio State up there. They don't look that impressive. And Marvin Harrison Jr. keeps getting hurt.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, and I'm just not sure about the quarterback. I, yeah. I don't yeah, know. You know, There's they got a lot of over- questions
2: about the QB
0: right they got overly excited about beating notre dame and i was just at the last second they beat them game they should have lost when 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 (laughs) notre dame only had 10 players on the field on the last play so that's kind of notre dame's loss i guess we kind of said that about the cardinals cowboys earlier that was more notre dame's loss versus ohio state's win so yeah they got some work to do
1: yeah, and I'm I'm glad they lost. I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad Ohio State won because, Me like too. I mentioned also, because I want to see that Penn State Ohio State matchup, and I want to see them both undefeated at Me the time too. because because I think Penn State is going to put it on them, and I think that's going to give them that victory. You know, you know, a little bit more value, if you will,
2: a quality win, a little bit more quality, I should yeah, say, yeah. Uh, on that win. I'm I'm right there with you, K walk. I'm going to keep Georgia first, even though I agree, I don't think they've been overly impressive, but two-time national champ, I'll keep him first. I I like you have Texas second because I think the win over Alabama, even though, I mean, we don't really know what Alabama is, I do think that's an impressive win for Texas. And up front, offensive line, defensive line, Texas is as good as anybody. Um, I do have Michigan third, even though, to your point, K-Walk, they haven't really played a serious game yet. Mm -hmm. I think they're a really talented football team. So I, I do have them third. I've got Washington fourth for all the reasons that you guys said. And mm-hmm. then I got my Nittany Lions. I don't want to get too excited. Wow. Yeah, even you though go. I think we have a, a really good team. Uh, I, the defense, I think it's elite. Like, we got players at all mm-hmm. three levels that yeah. can absolutely play. So I got my Nittany Lions at five. Um, and then, you know, like the USC, the Ohio State's, like all these are, are good teams that are, are right there, but there's only five spots. And, and there's probably about eight really good teams right now. So, that hey Jay, really I cool. don't I don't mind you talking junk about your Penn State guy, we know that you're a Penn State guy. <laughs> <laughs> the Cowboys, that's
1: story. Right? <laughs> that is true, K
2: walk. That is true. That is true. the fact, that the Cow- Cowboys lose again next week, I might be making an announcement on the a, show. The so. coming up. <laughs> <jumping> ship. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, man. I'm gonna turn it over to UK walk so you can do one ticket and in and all out right. of bounds. All right. Good stuff, guys. All right. um, Ladies and gentlemen, if you're new to this, um, what I do is
1: um, uh, uh, one ticket is I give these guys uh, four events, one ticket. They can use that to one ticket to uh, their their favorite event in this or the most impressive, most attractive event, I should say. All right. Last week, ladies and gentlemen, if you tuned in, I did divas in concert this week. I'm going with I'm going with the the gentleman here in uh, R&B as well. All right. So. One Brit, I'll, I'll start with you, ladies first, always. So I'll go. Uh We got one Luther Vandross, okay, big Luther, Luther! Not little Luther big Luther, not little Luther. Okay. <laughs> we don't do little Luther. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number two, we got Stevie Wonder. Ooh, Stevie's mm.
2: underrated,
1: man. Yeah, for sure, I agree, Jay. Number three, we got Lionel Richie.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And number four, we got Ray Charles. One ticket. Be using that ticket for in concert.
0: Mm. I'm first. Your oh yeah, first. first. As this is beyond easy for me. All my okay. family members, anybody okay. who knows me, they know how much I love me some Stevie Wonder. I have loved yeah. Stevie Wonder since I okay. was three years old, singing "Golden Lady, Golden Lady." <laughs> wow. I like to go there. Yeah, I'm a true Stevie Wonder. not, fan. A, not a popular song. A, not a, it's a not. <laughs> if you don't know that song, go check no. that song out. Wow. I'm a true for real, since I was a baby, true Stevie Wonder fan. He's my favorite musician of all time. Greatest okay. musician to me. Um, can play every instrument. Come on. But right? Stevie Wonder all day. has always been one of my dreams to see him live in concert. He's a little too old, so I may not ever get that. But that's always been
2: one of my dreams. So, Steve right,
3: impressive, impressive. <laughs> impressive. Yeah, I, I, we'll I'm, yes. I'm
2: not mad at that at all. K. Walk, man. It's funny because I think had you asked me this a few years ago, I would have went with Luther. You know, the mm-hmm. woo woo woo. woo. <laughs> 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 I would have, I would
0: have,
2: I would have went with Luther, man.
0: But wait, 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 wait. <laughs> cut, cut, One more
2: time. We got to get that. Nah, one more time, nah, Did no, One
0: no, more no,
3: time. No,
2: I, 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 I can't do it. I only have one in me. I only have one in me. (laughs) uh, i gotta gotta go short that's gotta be a short i I gotta go stevie as well um lately man like i don't know within like the last five years i've really became a big stevie fan start going back listening to all his old stuff and i think he's underrated man he's phenomenal so i think i'm cashing in for stevie yeah, I'm gonna make it unanimous. Stevie's my guy, man. Stevie Wonder
1: is, is my guy for sure. All right, good stuff. <laughs> All right. Next, next, next segment, next <laughs> segment here, ladies and gentlemen. It's inbounds or out of bounds. Again, if you're if you're uh if you're new to this, what I do is I give these guys scenarios. And if they agree with me, they say it's inbounds. If they disagree with me, they say it's out of bounds. All right, I guess I, I hope I got some good ones for you, at least in the latter part of it. All right, Britt, stay with you on this one. Um, mm-hmm. the Colts will win the AFC South this year inbounds Ooh.
0: or out-of-bounds <clears throat> all right wait a minute wait a minute wait a mm-hmm. minute i gotta gotta think of the teams that's in the asc south um all right we got Colts, texas jaguars titans Colts, mm-hmm. Texans, jaguars titans it's still early they've been playing pretty well um i don't know what their schedule looks like ah hmm is that inbounds or out-of-bounds Wow. Um, I think it's predicated off of health. That's first and foremost. This is hard, as I don't know what. (laughs) This is hard. Um, But you know what? I think this division is wide open. Uh Um, It it really is. It could be anybody's go. I think if Anthony Richardson stays healthy. But that Texans victory over the Jaguars is very impressive to me. Very impressive. So because it's wide open, wide open i could say it's inbounds okay but for some reason i'm looking at this young texans team and i might be out of my mind but that was so such an impressive victory over the jaguars and the jaguars are not a bad team whatsoever um they have trevor lawrence kyle Ritt, they have some dogs on that team Who do that you know what uh i don't know you know what uh <laughs> I'm going for it. I'm going for it. You heard it here first. That means they in the playoffs. They're not making the playoffs though. Mm-hmm. Forget it. You heard it here first. <laughs> this Texans team <laughs> impressed the heck out of me for some reason. I don't know. Now they may only win because I could see this division. You're only going to win probably about six games. Maybe seven. seven. I think they can get six, <laughs> seven max. I'm going with the Texans. I'm out of my daggone mind. Wow. I'm going with the Texans. I like CJ Stroud. I like uh, uh Tank Bell, the Miko wow. Ryan's going to the playoffs. He's gonna lose in the first round. Let's get this okay. he's he gonna get killed in the wow. first round, but they're gonna win that 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 AFC South. I'm wow, play. hey, I'm going for it. Okay,
3: all
1: right, I'm good. Risking stuff, it all. Yeah, that's uh, all good. Not, Britt, not Brit definitely my life, risked
0: it all not, right not, there. Not for um, my life, though.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I hear that. I
1: hear I, that. I'm gonna say but, it's
0: out
2: of bounds as well, K walk. But okay. I'm gonna say I think the Jaguars right. still win that division. Yeah. I, I think okay. Doug Peterson will figure it out. I still got the Jags winning that division. Yeah, I'm with you, DJ. I think they. I think they get it done. I think these two losses that
1: they had in the last couple of weeks, um, uh, they they dictated around. All right, Britt. Next one here. We got the the Vikings. Will mm-hmm. trade Kurt Cousins to the New York Jets inbounds or out of bounds? Mm. This, season, this season, of course.
0: <clears throat> um, yeah, The I trade deadline,
1: yeah. The, the trade deadline
2: is actually on your birthday, Jay. Uh, October thirty first. Okay, okay.
1: Jay, I'm
0: how old are you turning? Brit, I'm
2: I'd gonna be five o. I'm gonna be five. Oh, 5-0. Cool.
1: good Jordan, yeah. Hey, Jay, just just to let you know. Be prepared for that email from AARP. They're never late. They're never late.
5: My <laughs> goodness. Skateboard. This is
0: what I learned to help you guys feel better. AARP only advertises to older people, but you can actually be as young as twenty years old and sign up for AARP. They they take anybody. Sign up for it, Jay. I they mean, just I, advertise I the,
2: enrolled you. Yes. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but to answer your question, I think that's going to be based off how the Vikings do the next couple games. I think they had the Panthers the next game, which is it could be a victory. And then they had the Chiefs and then the Bears. Ooh, they could probably start off two and five. I'm gonna say they do not trade them. So what was the it was Kirk Cousins trade him to the the Jets. Jets.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to say, although it's a possibility, I'm gonna still say it's out of bounds. I think, okay. believe it or not, although they started 0-3, thank goodness they're in the NFC, there is still a potential chance, a slim chance, but a potential chance that they can win okay. or, or make it Jay. to the playoffs.
2: Gotcha. Jay. K-Walk, okay, well, you mentioned something about his contract like last week or two weeks ago. What, what you said something about Kirk Cousins
1: Kirk Cousins he's his this is his last year of his contract. So they're not looking they're not
2: talking about an extension or anything okay. like that. So okay. he'll be
1: a free agent next year. Okay. Or unless they
2: tag him or, unless they, or something. us yeah, okay. Yeah. I th- I'm going to I'm going to take the chance and say this is inbounds. The okay. Jets need a quarterback more than yeah. anything. And if Kirk could potentially walk out the door at the end of the season and they lose him for nothing, why not try to do something now yeah. and at least get something in return? So even though I think it's a long shot, I'm gonna say it's inbounds.
1: Yeah, I agree. I got a feeling it's, it's, they're they're gonna have to do that, meaning the uh, the Jets before the uh before the season gets out of hand.
0: But my all question, right. real but, quick, guys, my question mm-hmm. with that is what money do the Jets have to pay him? Because they gave they risked it off at Aaron Rodgers, is unfortunately it didn't work yeah. out, but they still have to pay him. Yeah I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know what their
1: cap is or cap space is, but, um, you know, they can figure it out. They, you know, something has to get. And it may even plan. just
2: be like on a one-year rental type thing. That's I what mean, I said, a half-year rental. They're, year they're, rent, they're, they're, they're anticipating Rodgers being the guy next year, I'm yeah. assuming, if, if he exactly. can get healthy. So mm-hmm. maybe they just take him to try to save what's left of the season. Yeah, that's right. what I'm thinking.
1: All right, next one here, Britt. Uh, I'll say, yeah, this is definitely a second one for Jay. Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott will not be a Cowboy next season. Inbounds or out of bounds. And that's both, not just one or the other, Mm. both.
0: Mm. Um, mm, I, man, if (laughs) – well, not. I think it – look, Jerry Jones held on to Jason Garrett for far too long. Mike (laughs) – Um, I don't see him with a problem holding on to Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy because I think Jerry Johnson thinks he's smarter than everyone in the room. Again, he thinks, keyword, thinks he's smarter than
3: everyone.
0: He thinks he outsmarts everybody. So I'm going to say out of bounds for some reason. I just feel like he's going to hold on to him once again. He's going to say Dak is the greatest quarterback of all time. He's going to say Mike McCarthy is one of the top coaches of all time. That's what he says, K walk. I know that bourbon you know. target. He, he he is yeah, right, right. He drinks a little, <laughs> little too much at his older age. Um, so I'm gonna say out of bounds. I understand they traded for Trey Young, or I'm sorry, I said Trey Young, Trey Lance. Um, it's not Trey basketball. is young. Trey is young. <laughs> Trey Lance, but I don't, I don't know. I think knowing Jerry Jones, if he's still running this team, he's going to hold on to him because again, he just needs to smart smarter than everybody. So out of bounds. Which I'm happy, as you saying.
2: Okay. Jay, what say you? I'm going to go the other way here. Okay. And I, I, I don't disagree with anything Britt said about Jerry Jones. The only thing I'll add is that he's not getting any younger. And I think he knows that mm-hmm. I don't know how much longer I'm going to be really <laughs> running this team or even be around, period. So I think he thinks his his time is limited. Um, and I think he wants to win another Super Bowl before before he's gone. Right. So I think that, that heightens everything. So I'm yeah. going to say, like, if they don't win the Super Bowl, I think he's going to make wholesale changes. So I'm going to say it's inbounds. I think they're going to have a new coach and a new quarterback next year. Jay. Okay.
0: Jerry Jones hasn't been getting any younger for the last 30 years. So. I know,
2: but I think he's starting to realize but, it. I think but, he's starting to sense his mortality. But I, think,
0: I think the other problem is getting out of his contract, Dex's contract. I think they owe him a lot of money. That could be an issue. So. That could be an issue. Could be. But an we'll issue. see. He might take that. Here's,
1: risk. A, here's an idea. The, I know we talked about the Jets and Kirk Cousins. I think Kirk Cousins would be a great fit for the Cowboys. And then Ooh. trade Dak and Dak to Minnesota for for Kirk Cousins. Watch out for that, ladies and gentlemen. That's just something. I, I don't
0: can, know if the Cowboys are gonna like Kirk Cousins. He can't perform
5: well on game. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know Kirk Cousins. You know, hey, <laughs>
0: Kirk Cousins said you like that.
1: You know, you know, he his motto is. Right always. <laughs> all right, all right. Got a couple more here, and then uh, these are fun ones. These are fun mm-hmm. ones here. Okay. My man, my man. I'm, I'm finally um, looking forward to a uh, halftime show. Usually, ladies and gentlemen. I uh I turn off the I just be the mute or I go I just walk out the room whatever because I'm not interested in the halftime shows. This year I am dialed in my man my favorite artist of probably all time my second favorite behind Bobby Brown but Usher is performing the halftime show. Britt, will Usher have the greatest halftime show performance of all time? I know he's got to go up against some great out of bounds oh, really okay. <laughs> Look <laughs> I
0: love me some Usher that- I was that you know, young kid, pining at the Usher. I love Usher since I know every one of his songs. I have almost every one of his albums. Um, and I got mad when he got married. So it threw me off when I was younger. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but as great as the performance, I had been waiting for Usher to perform the halftime show forever. Completely out of bounds. I'm sorry. Nobody can beat Michael Jackson standing there. For freaking twenty minutes, it felt like with people just screaming in the entire stadium, just screaming. Um, and then he got the whole entire stadium involved in his performance. Like that is one of the best performances we've ever seen in the history of the Super Bowl halftime show. So, and grown men be passing out. Like, like <laughs> grown men to pass out. You, you beat everybody, <laughs> right? So, as much as I love Usher, completely out of bounds.
1: Okay, fair enough. Jay, what's
2: how you? Yeah, I'm with I'm with you here, Britt. I'm not a big Usher fan. Um I'm really oh, wow. you know, you Can't got it that name you, you got it bad, let it burn. I, I give rock with that, but that's really it for me what? at Usher. I don't yeah, oh. he, he was never one of the guys I really okay. You're like, my way, toward... my way. I don't even know that song Brit. What? Um, okay. So, yeah, he was he wasn't one of my guys. So it, it's got to be out album? of bounds for me. Second it's got to be okay. out of bounds for me. All
1: right, Jay, you can't say that being in ATL. You know <laughs> I know.
2: Saying, man. So, no. No. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm going to say he's going to I'm going to say he's going to be in the talk. He's going to be in the talk. Okay. I, I think, you know, he's going to drop his album too, coming home on the same day as the Super Bowl. So I'm looking for Usher to be, do some big things. He's got enough time, man. So one of my greatest, uh, one of my favorite artists of all time. So I'm looking forward to that. I might faint too, Britt. I give
0: him top five. <laughs> top five. I give him top five. Okay. He, he all, it,
1: right. <laughs> all right. Next one here. Um, This is a fun one here, Britt. Uh, tailgates are better than cookouts. Inbounds or out of bounds? Tailgating is better than cooking out.
0: Family cookouts?
1: Any type. Your favorite type of cookouts. Whatever it is. It could be family, friends. and i am done both. both.
0: Mm-hmm. And tell, I don't even. Tailgates are fun. You get meet people you never even mm-hmm. met before. You probably would never see again. Talk crap and, but I don't. It's something about. I'm a family person, so okay. my my family cookouts is the bomb. So we play music, like we just go crazy. So I'm going with the family cookouts, and you got. Backyard music with Frankie Beverly and Mays and James Ooh. Brown and all that. Hey, okay. bring, bring your whole soul, bro. I, I'm going. I'm going family cookouts. I love tailgating for family cookouts, okay. and it's not cold. It's usually in the warmer weather. It ain't yeah. that cold. So.
3: Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
1: I think I know Jay's answer to this, but for the for the audience, Jay, uh, yeah, okay, well, that that's out of bounds
2: for me. Yeah. Man. I, I'm not a tailgater. I don't like meeting new people. So <laughs> every, every, everything about a tailgate is kind of like it's not something I really want to do. But the okay. cookouts are cool, man. You're yeah. at you're at home, or you're at yeah. a family member's house. You can get some food. You can watch TV. You can be comfortable. Yeah, yeah I'll take the cookout all day over the uh, tailgating.
1: All right, good stuff. All right, last one, ladies and gentlemen. This uh, this should be a funny one. I'm, I'm gonna say this last for Britt. I think I know where she's gonna go. But Jay, uh, the Kelsey, we got the Kelsey Swift talk right now. Yes. Who has the better Kelsey Swift duo? Is it the <laughs> Chiefs with Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, or is uh, it the is Eagles well, and we, Jason, <laughs> <laughs> Jason Kelsey and That is that is that is a great question. So Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift is the better duo than Jason Kelsey and DeAndre Swift. Inbounds and out of bounds. Man,
2: I got to go inbounds on that right now. I mean, mean, Travis Kelsey, he got like half a million new Instagram followers just since Sunday. Taylor Swift, whether whether you love her or hate her, I mean, her tour right now is just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. they're saying she's going to make like over a billion dollars from this tour. And those Swifties are crazy, man. So. I got. I got I to gotta say that's in bounds, man. That 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 thing has just taken off. As Britt mentioned earlier, it could be bad if they break up. Like things yeah. could go real bad for Kelsey yeah. if they break up. But right Max. now, man, I, I got to say that's in bounds. All I, right, I man, got somebody
0: on? to answer the question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they said out of bounds, completely out of bounds. <laughs> um, look, I'm not just saying this because I'm an Eagles fan. But did, have we not seen DeAndre Swift run behind Jason Kelsey? Mm-hmm. My goodness. And all of those are all those inappropriate means I'm seeing out there. Stop that. Stop. I don't want to see no more who's... It's not appropriate for me to say it on this platform. I, I hadn't
2: seen him. But I, need, I mean, guess I need to look it up.
0: Yeah, no, right? <laughs> yeah, it's inappropriate. These are two... These are grown men talking, to, talking that disgusting stuff. So
3: okay. don't do
0: that. I'll send it to you guys after this. But... Um, That is hard, though. But here's the thing. And this is why I'm going to go out of bounds. Because there's the odds are that Travis and Taylor Swift could completely break up. And then Taylor Swift is going to write a song about Travis Kelsey. So So I don't think Jason Kelsey is going to ever write a song about DeAndre Swift one of them leaves. So I'm going to go. The better relationship, of course, is uh, the Eagles one. So I'm going to go out of bounds
2: all right good stuff good stuff
1: what you body. got
2: on what you got on that one k-walk I, I
1: i'm i personally i'm going with Britt here i'm going to try jason kelsey and deandre <laughs> okay. swift because I, I i just don't see how travis kelsey pulled uh taylor swift off i don't know how he got that i know he's been he kind of feel like he's been stalking her for a minute but i'm going with uh jason kelsey and deandre swift as the better
6: Maybe she pulled him <laughs>
1: Yeah. I don't know. She I thought he sent her a friendship bracelet and she turned it down because she didn't know who he was. And then maybe she just turned it
2: into a publicity thing. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's gonna be interesting to see what happens with that whole thing All right. for sure alright right, y'all. You, We're <laughs> up against the clock. Let's um let's do who's ball and shut this thing down and get out of okay. here. Every week we want to shout out a team, a player, a coach, somebody who's just absolutely getting it done. I'm gonna go first while I have a chance here. And I'm going to shout out the Uh Connecticut Sun coming out, getting that game one victory against the New York Liberty, dominated them in all phases of the game. And they're up right now, 42-38 at the half, looking to take a 2-0 lead against the highly favored New York Liberty and MVP, Brianna Stewart, Connecticut Sun. They are absolutely balling right now. K-Walk, who you got?
1: Britt, I mean Jay and ladies and gentlemen, I had a totally different one. But since Jay wants to go there, <laughs> I'm gonna go here. My changing my who's balling from I was gonna go with my man Devon that came from the uh from the Miami and Dolphins. And I'm balling. going yeah, but I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals. I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals over the uh, Dallas Cowboys, uh, 26-18. They did, and, and the Cowboys were favored by 12 points. They wound up losing by 12 points. They couldn't stop Dobbs. They couldn't stop Connor. Uh, Dak Prescott couldn't <laughs> hit the side of a barn. I mean, it couldn't throw the ball in the ocean on, on sitting on a boat. So with that being said, I'm going Man. to go with the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> Dobbs got it done. Connor got it done. And those guys are not shutting it down push your door not canceling for Caleb so the Arizona Cardinals were absolutely balling so you, since you want to take a dare Jack
2: hey <laughs> I, I can't even say nothing I was going to say Britt K walks out here being petty but I can't, I can't even say that because <laughs> I started it so what you got for us Britt um double down yeah.
3: Britt
0: yeah, I, I I wasn't going to. I w- I wasn't trying to go there, but you kind of went there. and you made. and when he said this the score, the score isn't isn't even that bad at half. It's <laughs> 42 <laughs> to 38. Like they're down by four points with a whole right. half to go. So they still got a chance to win this game. That's fair. Um, but I'm a double, triple, quadruple, however much longer I could go down on his who cow,
1: cow- oh girls, you call them cow girls.
0: Now, I don't use that no more because you know what? Oh, you don't? Us, us girls okay. is the bomb. Us girls is the bomb. Yeah, so that's we're giving them props. Them so that makes sense. Yeah, that's, that makes that's sense. Giving them the props. No, we're going to okay. call them what they are. The Cowboys, who always think they're going to win the Super Bowl after they win against a Giants team who technically beat the Cardinals team that the Cowboys just lost to this Cardinal team who the Giants just beat. So does that mean you're not that far away from all of these teams? Yes, Mm. they are going to the Super Bowl, but I think you're thinking wrong. So let's rephrase that again. Try again next week. Let's see what happens.
1: And it's scary. That was my rant too. My Cowboys. my rant was about the Cowboys. Well, I'm fans. glad we got rid of yeah. that
3: segment
2: tonight.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you,
2: know, you know what? We got five minutes. do a thirty second rant. <laughs> y'all better get your shots while you can. Hey, give them out, guys. You're not gonna have a lot of opportunities this year to talk about the Cowboys losing. So get get these shots out now. I mean, we had
0: thirty years. So I'm gonna I'm be it's man. gonna
2: be rare. Wow. It's gonna be a rare occasion. It's gonna be a rare occasion. <laughs> I
0: realize thirty years is basically my entire life so wow. i'm cool with it
2: hey <laughs> hey great show good night guys that was a indeed, lot of fun indeed, um, indeed. But before we get out of here k-walk let the people know where to find you and uh what you're looking forward to this week yeah
1: for sure ladies and gentlemen you can find me on uh at twitter on twitter or twitter uh, x now at uh, kevin walker 142 Instagram Kevin dot Kevin dot Walker one uh, four two, Facebook Kevin Walker and tomorrow night uh, Wednesday night on um, uh, Never Had It So Good Sports Radio it's me and my uh, my co-host uh, E Scott Sports Talk with Kate Walker and E Scott Never Had It So Good Sports Radio seven p.m. wherever you find your uh, your podcast uh, we're there uh, looking forward to it's that time of the year uh, we're looking forward to more college football uh, more uh, NFL football Thursday nights uh, Thursday night we got a good one. And uh, just looking forward to more football, that's all we can do. We're in that, we're in a in in the meat of the season, if you will. So, just uh, just a lot of football right now. I'll be in a a a stupor for a football stupor Saturday (laughs) and (laughs) Sunday.
2: Yeah, I'm right there with you in the football stupor. K Walk, there's no question about that. You guys can find me at Jason Talk Sports on, on all the social media platforms, and just like K Walk said, looking forward to football and I'll try to watch as much WNBA basketball as I can when it's not conflicting with football games. Right, Britt, how about you?
0: Um, I mean, as long as the Cowboys winning, I'm cool. I mean, losing. <laughs> I'm cool. But uh, uh, no, you guys can find me on Instagram, Twitter, X, whatever, TikTok, all uh, at Brittany Monique's at the bottom of the screen there for you. If you don't know how to spell Brittany, my way of spelling it, of course. Um, and then I'm looking forward to WNBA basketball. I hope the Liberty pulls it out. We got it, Brett. Got I this. hope I'm hoping my Phillies won tonight so they could clinch that wild card spot tonight. Me too. Me um, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh I hope those cowboys lose to the Patriots this weekend. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just I'm just kidding. <laughs> um but no, uh, of course, football this, this weekend, and then Basketball is right around the corner. I'm really curious yeah. to know if these trades are going to go down. I keep hearing a lot of different rumors. Yeah, he are okay with being where they're at. They're not looking to give um, the Blazers too much. The Raptors could be at the top of the. You always hear all types of stuff. So
3: yeah,
2: I'm
0: really curious to see what's going to happen with these trades right before training camp. If it goes down before training camp.
2: All right, good stuff there, Brit. Ladies and gentlemen, do us a favor. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Share it with a friend. You can also listen to us on Apple, Google, and Spotify as well. And we'll be back here live next Tuesday night at 7 p.m. So for Brittany Jones and Kevin
6: Walker, I am Jason Collins. We'll see you next week. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports.